Does he even call himself that? Oh, that cute kitten ruined the whole show. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is June 6th, 2020, episode 215. And this week, President Yeezy? I'm not your echo chamber. In fact, I'm your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Hope you all had a fantastic fireworky weekend. And yeah. uh, we're live. More, f- more fireworks than expected this weekend, huh? <laughs> yeah. All the cancellations didn't work. We'll get to some of that. Yeah. Uh, but we are live on the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, demonetized, and definitely shut down halfway through. <laughs> Shadow banned. Shadow banned, all that good stuff. But we're live on Twitch, DLive, Facebook, Periscope, uh, the Canary Cry Radio YouTube channel as well. So welcome, everybody. Yes. Yeah, great to be back. It's been exactly no not exactly one week it's been five days or something since our last show thank you guys for hanging in with us last week we had a limited schedule but i'm happy we did get a show in there but uh lord willing in the creek don't rise we are back to our normal schedule which will start today monday then again on wednesday and friday so make sure to tune in there turn on your notifications subscribe on your podcast app if you haven't done it yet and uh gonzi do anything fun for fourth july uh, i went to the pool a lot so a lot of uh, went to the pool you actually have yes. an open public pool y- yeah yeah wow. i mean it didn't seem like anybody cared about the ronas in my little neck of the woods people just showed up at the pool yeah that's doing the surprising. cocktails and the hot dogs and the whole deal so california was, pool you can't stop the pool party over there in california yeah, yeah nobody cared um, very cool but very yeah it was cool. pretty pretty relaxing just hang out with family and it was actually a good almost week off other than last wednesday mm-hmm. uh the wife took a week off so was able to hang out and just just you know take a break and you know not look at the news for a few days which is kind of nice sometimes it's refreshing too. but yeah. you know your vacation's over gone so i know <laughs> back at the grind back to the grind back to the grind and and now we have uh president yeezy possibly yeah, Fantastic. we'll talk about that. <laughs> I had a pretty fun weekend. I uh, I went off the grid. I went full off the grid. Was oh, nice. out at uh, a friend's off the grid uh, little homestead there. Decided to get away from the crowds, get away from the the fireworks. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, the pretty cool operation there. It re-inspired me to consider looking at. Uh, you know, doing some homesteading. The one problem is the uh, internet is hard to facilitate oh, in yeah. a, a place like that. You need but those uh, cool. Elon satellites, the Starlink. Yes. To oh, beam yes. You Once... Internet down. <laughs> there you go. With your short shorts. The great, uh, the, yeah, the great conundrum will be: I need Starlink to do the show and to talk about Elon Musk and how he's <laughs> taking over the world. Um, but yeah, it was fun overall. No fireworks though. I was far off. Nobody wanted to put off, uh, some fireworks in the woods. I was, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, a lot of, a big portion of that group of friends that I was with are, are, uh, very hardcore liberals. 
And there was one moment that really made me cringe. For the most part, you know, it's good conversation. I get to drop some uh, truth bombs and kind of jujitsu some of the brainwashing that they've been uh, going through, especially mm, yeah, you, especially you, this year. You hang out with normies. normies. I do. <laughs> yeah, I got normie friends. Um, but there was one super cringe-worthy moment that I just have to share, and it it just made me so sad for society. We are all sitting around a table. We had just barbecued up some Fourth of July dinner, and you know, having good conversations. And then someone who was maybe one of the more radical liberal people who are there. It, it, the conversation just devolved oh, no. into each person had like this person would point at each person going around the table and would ask each person, do you like Donald Trump? Do you like <laughs> Donald Trump? Yeah, like it was like an inquisition, dude. Wow. It was wild. And uh, I got out of it. I thought about going into a whole thing and talking about how Donald Trump has been a catalyst for so much and just was what history needed. But I didn't feel like going into that whole conversation, but yeah. So well, it was very cringeworthy having to go person to person and have them pledge their, their allegiance against Donald Trump. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one, especially when you're trying to drop truth bombs, you know, there, there is a, a narrow path in the middle. That people yes, have forgotten and, about, but and we yes, try to toe that and, line as much as possible on this show. You know, Jesus yeah, said the path, well, is, path is narrow. Uh, I we think get it. some some good truth bombs got infiltrated, and it, you know, it's all just based on data. All you got to do is bring the real data to people. Yeah, and you know, none of none of this. You know, well, I feel, well, I think, well, I I heard a lot of that with this group of people. I would be like, well, you know, the numbers show da 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 da, and this person's policy you created think this. In your opinion, this. those numbers show. You know, and then they would say, <laughs> well, I think. I'm like, well, it's not about what you think. I'm just giving you the data here, bro. And uh, yeah, so it was, it, but it was a great time. Uh, um, and it, what a great way to celebrate the 4th of July in times like these than to uh, drop some truth bombs on some normies. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I noticed uh, Shalom Girl in on the YouTube chats uh, said Antifa surrounded my car in Eugene, Oregon, while police watched. My driver took down five of them. What Shalom Girl? Are you? Did you take out like literally take out some Antifa people with sounds your car? Like a, sounds like a newsworthy story there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, take out meaning uh, or took down meaning um, you know. Uh, drove them off the street or something not like drove over yeah that that would not be good yeah no well there we go so uh yep it was a good time good time all together and but but we're back to work now oh we're working today oh yeah oh yeah and we'll get into some of the fireworks stuff which i uh, were my neck of the woods it was just insanity uh, but yeah. before we do, we always have to, uh, ritually, ritually, <laughs> it's not really a ritual, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just something we do on this show, which is a flippy update. That's right. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Just a quick flippy update for everybody. And for those who don't know, if you're new to the show, flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses. We use it as a way to have a conversation about robotics and how they're sneaking into our lives and replacing uh, us 
we will we will be replaced eventually <laughs> and we are literally being replaced gons yeah. right now because on businessinsider.com this article is titled softbank's baseball team in japan replaced fans with robots in the stands as the season starts without crowds that's right this is your new normal folks no longer are you allowed to go to a baseball game but instead the robots will go in your place Uh, the article reads the coronavirus has put most public events including sports and concerts on hold around the world as many countries see declining cases and hospitalizations public life is slowly starting to reopen in japan which has had a low number of cases the nippon professional baseball league was allowed to start its delayed season in june Fans aren't allowed to watch games in person until at least July 10th, so teams have been putting different symbols in the stands instead. For the SoftBank Hawks, owned by Japanese tech giant SoftBank, Pepper Ro- <laughs> Remember Pepper? Pepper yeah, Robots seems like the obvious choice. The robots wore team jerseys and looked like cheering fans. We've got a nice picture there. And yes, that is Pepper, one of the uh, more famous humanoid robots uh, currently on the market used for uh, customer service. I believe there was a Pepper the robot uh, working at the front desk at that uh, that Japanese hotel that was staffed entirely by robots. And so there you go. Um, we will we this is just the beginning of the replacement. The replacement begins. And the sad part is we're being replaced by robots in this case for for acts of leisure for this is isn't even not even taking jobs. Now they're taking our our entertainment, our fun, our distractions uh, so. are being taken over by robots. Yes, that's right. Uh, who needs who needs people when you got robots to cheer your team on? Now, are these robots programmed to cheer for the home team, or are they uh, channeling humans? <laughs> you should really see them. They uh, they paint their bodies with the team colors, <laughs> they and the they foam uh, finger, do the, the worm. Yeah, when the kiss cam turns on, then it gets real weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> robot fights. Man, the whole yeah. deal. They get one of that one robot drinks a couple too many Coors Lights and kind of stumbles down the stairs. Oh, it's classic. Is that what what robots drink is is Coors Lights? Oh, heck yeah, brother. Thought it was Corona. Uh, They drink Corona. I do want to give a, I want to give a quick shout out to Storyteller810 asking uh, for a shout out because they switched from youtube to twitch all right they got they made the switch that's very good job uh youtube doesn't like us anymore so uh we're over here on twitch so storyteller 810 good job for making the switch all right well uh of course fourth of july weekend uh fourth of july fell on a saturday and um i'm sure many of you guys uh, we're able to at least see some kind of firework extravaganza other than Basil who went totally off grid. Yeah. And uh, so you didn't see or hear any fireworks. That's pretty Not amazing. Not a single firework. Somebody that was shooting guns out in the woods. Um, but it was definitely not fireworks is, uh, sounded like s- somebody, uh, had a bump stock or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a quick up. We have a bunch of updates. Um, but the firework thing will be the first one. So uh, in my neck of the woods in Southern California, it was madness. 
you know, I, I think there's a reason why they started doing these centralized uh, events where they, uh, you know, go go to places, Disneyland or your local theme or your local park or whatever it is to do these gatherings of fireworks so that people don't just start setting off all these fireworks on their own, even though yeah. that happens every year, right? You got the, I always see the um, illegal fireworks stand uh, driving by my neighborhood there. There's always one. <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, that doesn't look legal at all. Um, have a big sign that says illegal fireworks come yeah. get the good stuff. Yeah. So all these events were canceled, but then the people took it into their own hands here and I'm showing some footage and, and I'm sorry for people listening. Uh, but this is footage from KCAL nine news. The lower third uh, says illegal fireworks and it's, and it's the sky cam and it's just literally, it looks like a war zone of just yeah. fireworks going hundreds of fireworks going on in all yeah, directions across the entire city. Uh, it yeah. is incredible to watch. Actually incredible. very inspiring. It I is liked it a lot. It is because of the whole thing, you know, canceled yeah, the fireworks and da da da. And people were just like, ah, no, thanks. We still want our fireworks. <laughs> um, but I would imagine the, uh, the what cartel. a glorious show of support for the, for the, the country. You know? Well, I, I think it's funny because yes, the, the the support for the country on the surface, but also the support for the illegal cartel selling the illegal fireworks in Southern California. I'm sure they made. <laughs> is that true? Is, it, is that a cartel operation? I don't know if it's a truly cartel, but I know they a lot of them come from Mexico. So yeah, of course, uh, it's definitely a, a, a you know it was a good year for those folks selling those illegal fireworks that's um, some good old anarchy that everybody can get behind <laughs> you cancel exactly. the fireworks show we the people will put freedom. on our own fireworks show freedom yeah. uh which is uh the <laughs> and it's also in southern california the opposite effect or the i guess the centralized fireworks uh this is san diego the city of san diego uh, accidentally set off all its fireworks at once. Now this happens every once in a while when they do the event. Mm -hmm. um, but Love this it. just looks like if anybody, if any of you are familiar with Dragon Ball, this looks like Goku. Somebody going Super Saiyan. <laughs> going Super Saiyan. Have you ever? And the sound is just incredible. It's pretty spooky. It can it can really get gnarly. Have you ever been at a fireworks show when it uh, when they when there's an accident like that? No. But this is, uh, you have. A couple years ago, that happened uh, at a fireworks show I was at. It is, it's <laughs> truly scary, but also awe-inspiring at the same time. I love some of the comments people were saying, you know, they're like, oh, we're doing it to signal the aliens, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> well, the so, thing uh, that came to my mind was, uh, of course, you know, a couple seconds into all those fireworks going off at the same time, the sky is just covered in smoke which is a great uh, screen for doing some project blue beam you know oh, yeah get some big projections of uh of uh, some aliens or something up there it's it's the perfect backdrop to i was um, a mass hologram i was ready for vegeta to like step out of the flame you know <laughs> This is a Dragon Ball Z heavy episode, folks. Hey, I was uh, I was early on the Dragon Ball Z before it came yeah, to America. I was reading well, the, the comic books. Well, I got a uh, I got a thirty three update here for you. Oh, okay. And well, we 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 do have just to mention in uh, mm. up north San Francisco, it's burning down the city. Fires linked to fireworks erupt across San Francisco Bay Area Saturday night. Oh, 
Yeah. And uh, nothing really to say other than all the fireworks set off a bunch of fires and the fireworks had, or the firemen had to work overtime. Uh, 100 fires. That what they're learning is, you know, they thought canceling public events and keeping people from going out. We saw it first with the protests. I mean, you you kept everybody locked inside for three months, took away bars, took away sports, took away all the the pressure valves that society has. And of course, it erupts in riots and looting and protests. And the same thing here, you know, you, 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 the, when you have an organized uh, fireworks display, yeah, you might get a bunch of people congregating, but at least they're all focused in one position and there's a time limit on right. time to go home. But uh, you take those away on the 4th of July and everybody's left to shoot off their own fireworks. You're just going to have a wild time. And it happened in San Francisco, too. So there's patriots all over the place. Yeah, 100 fires in San Francisco between 3 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. Saturday Oh, my night. gosh. That is so dangerous. Wow. Yeah. So uh, hopefully oh, I think... I, I uh, hope nothing the, serious burned down. Well, uh, the article stated that no one got hurt. So more than stuff getting burned down, no one got hurt, which is more important, I think. But uh, yeah. there you have well, it. And, that uh, was uh, America this weekend. <laughs> Who was it? Guy Wilson in the Twitch chat says the prisoner firefighters were locked down for COVID. But there's another thing. So California famously, uh, you know, uses the 13th Amendment to uh, put their prisoners to work fighting fires, pay them like a buck a day or something. Right. Um, But with all the prisoners set free for COVID, you know, they they let out all these prisoners because they didn't want them to get sick in jail. Now we don't have any cheap firefighters. So, oh, I don't know. this Mm-mm. is California biting itself in the butt again. Oh yeah, good job, Newsom. <laughs> good work, Newsom. Um, okay, I'm skipping one. I'm going to let you take that other one, but I want to give the 33 update here. Okay, go ahead. We'll just do it real quick. <clears throat> so this isn't necessarily new, but since we like to keep an eye on 33, the number 33, for those who don't know, 33 has been pinpointed as an elite messaging number. So when you read all these accounts of 33,000 something or others, you know, cases of COVID, 33, this 30, 33 shows up a lot yeah. and uh, showed up again. Now, this is a story from about a year ago, but I thought it was interesting coming from finance.yahoo.com. Jennifer Lopez says men under the age of 33 are really useless. <laughs> you know what that means? Hmm. I am useful. You are not. You are. You're finally good for something. I know. God. Thanks, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. She says men under the age of 33 are, quote, really useless, according to actor and singer Jennifer Lopez. The star made the comments on a video she appeared in for a dating app, Tinder, in which she tried to help a woman named Brooke find a man by taking control of her account. She can be seen quickly swiping left on a number of men in their 20s before telling Brooke that, quote, guys until they're 33, are really useless. Hmm. Sounds like some secret messaging to me, Gonzo. Yeah, but she's basically saying, find a Freemason. Yeah. yeah, If you want want success in life, find a Freemason to marry, (laughs) and you'll be set to go. 33rd degree Freemason, if you want to get anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, those 32nd degree Freemasons are no good. No good. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, there's another uh, quick update here. And this one, this one made the rounds. Uh, this was a Mother Jones article. I don't necessarily want to read it, but it, it, the headlines. Mother here, Jones. I know Mother Jones. Fantastic. Uh, very central 
centric. <laughs> yeah, outlet. so moderate. Yeah. To celebrate the fourth, Michael Flynn posts a pledge to conspiracy group QAnon. And you would think that there you go, Michael Flynn connection to QAnon My complete. Um, but uh, it, I'll read a couple paragraphs here. Uh, it says Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, posted a video on Independence Day in which he recites an oath for Q and on conspiracy theorists, along with mm. five others. Mm. And I don't know if you've seen this online, Basil, but a bunch of people taking oaths, you know, to protect the Constitution and this whole deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people say it's a Q thing, but in reality, this oath to defend the Constitution was like. I think it's very old. I think it goes back decades. I wonder if the the language, I have not actually looked into it. So if somebody knows better, they can let me know. That might be you. Yeah, it's. But it sounds like the type of oath the president or maybe a a member of Congress or someone might have to take defending the Constitution. Right. And and the point being here that it doesn't mean General Flynn was actually, uh, you know, connecting himself to QAnon, although it's possible. A lot of people think that. QAnon is, you know, Michael Flynn or a group associated with uh, at least Trump to be the, you know, the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But the point being, it, it's not as far as the left is concerned, it's not a direct pledge to conspiracy group QAnon. Right. You know, the 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 uh, the actual oath is much older. You know, QAnon Man, didn't course, come up with the yeah. oath. So, of course, yeah, the just media, when they see anything that's uh, sort of patriotic like that, it's immediately a conspiracy theory. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just to point that out, you know, I'm not saying that he's not or he is, but uh, <laughs> certainly wasn't uh, just taking it at face value. It was, He didn't say anything about Q or anything like that. So mm-hmm. just want to make that clear and let people know that, hey, you know, it's not it's not true that what the left here or what Mother Jones is saying, but also <laughs> on the opposite end, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that therefore he is Q or he's associated with Q. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just a quick update there, because, you know, uh, there is some scripture that suggests not to take oaths. And I know there's a you know, there's different views on that. Uh, I don't have the scriptures pulled up, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Basil, there's some, some mm-hmm. passages that say like, don't, and I think a lot of the passage has to do with like, uh, basically taking oaths in vain and, um, doing things just for, uh, you know, the Pharisees doing it for control purposes and stuff like that. Uh, because Jesus does in a sense, kind of take an oath to, uh, Man, I'm I'm really forgetting one of my. I read <laughs> I've read a few things up on it. And I, I just don't have it in front of me. I should have prepared a little better. Uh, but well, I know, some people in the chat episode. know. About it. Yeah, there's more, yeah. and I can dig into it on a on a face like the sun video or something more. But because uh, I know there's a sentiment out there that you know Bible believers should not take any oaths, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly one can interpret that passage. I think it's in Luke. I would have to go uh, back and look at the context of that verse there. Right. Because that would mean that uh, a Christian couldn't become the president of the United States. Well, that's what I'm or, saying. That's what or I'm saying. witness in court or right. something and, like and that. And I think Jesus actually even uh, takes not a direct a, oath, but, you know, does some, says some things that would allude to a certain type of allegiance. There is the to, Nazarene oath. So if he, right. if he was a Nazarene jesus of nazareth there right. is an oath associated with that as well yeah so, there so you go. i don't know yeah gotta look into it a little bible study on that i know um okay i got a elon musk a four horsemen of the uh apocalypse technocalypse come yes, on come on the four horsemen of the technocalypse anytime you see the 
So this is from entrepreneur.com. I'm going to read a little bit here and I want you to tell me what this, what do you think this is a reference to? Yeah, the article is titled Elon Musk started selling red satin shorts to celebrate Tesla's stock climbing and it crashed the website. Oh, Tesla wow. CEO Elon Musk tweeted on Sunday to announce that his electric car firm was selling limited edition branded red satin shorts. The price is listed as 69420. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is funny. I did not see that before. The price is oh, listed didn't? as no. Oh. 69420 on the Tesla website, a reference to two popularly memed numbers, 69 and 420. Musk is fond of referencing 420, uh, which has associations with marijuana and famously landed in trouble in 2018 for vowing to take Tesla private at 420 a share. On June 28th, he tweeted 69 days after 420 again. Ha ha. The shorts have the have the word sexy written on the back the s three X Y, uh, referring to the four models of Tesla, uh, a reference, Oh, is yep. Says right here, a reference to Tesla's model S model three model X and model Y vehicles, a description for the shorts on Tesla's website reads celebrate summer with Tesla short shorts run like the wind or entertain like Liberace with our red satin and gold trim design, relax poolside or lounge indoors year round with your limited edition Tesla short shorts featuring a our signature Tesla logo on the front with sexy across the back. Enjoy exceptional comfort from the closing bell. And then there's more about it, but there you go. It crashed the website in three minutes after he tweeted it. <laughs> man. People really want these shorts, man. I, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not the cars. What does it remind you of? What? The red shorts? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. China? MAGA hats. It's oh, it's a play on okay. the MAGA hat. All right, so you, so people have the MAGA hats, and then they got the the sexy shorts. Yeah, you got your MAGA, your red MAGA hat. You got your red Tesla shorts. Although and uh, you are set to go. Uh, this isn't anything against the MAGA people, but I would be very disturbed seeing a, a many of the people wearing MAGA hats <laughs> in short shorts. That might not be a good good look. on so judgmental. I'll wear them. I'll I'll, I'll wear them and. <laughs> Show my, I would uh, too. I wouldn't be surprised. We should pull up eBay. I bet they're on eBay for like hundreds of dollars now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah we I'll should put make it knockoffs. on my Amazon wish list. We should make the knockoffs. Are they made in China? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> make sure to disinfect them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Was that all the updates? We got one more. Oh, we got one more. This is more. Uh, uh, no, we got a couple more. Okay. So this one is. Um, this one's a quick COVID update. We have more COVID stories later on here, but this is a quick COVID update. COVID. And uh, thank you to Cynthia for sending this one in. This is cron4.com. As coronavirus pandemic continues, company shares model of future remote worker. <laughs> Many Americans continue to work from home amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Job, job discovery platform Direct Apply revealed an apparent model of what future remote workers may look like in 25 <laughs> years if they don't change bad habits now. Yeah. Uh, she's named Susan. Susan suffers from a host of health, uh, health implications, including digital eye strain. Oh, it's a woman. I didn't know that. <laughs> It's kind of hard to tell <laughs> poor, just looking at it. Poor posture, tech neck, obesity, increased stress, 
due to lack of human contact and more according to direct apply. And those of you watching on screen, it's uh, not the most uh, attractive look. It, it definitely yes. looks like the uh, the people that are sitting on those chairs in uh, Wally. Wally, yeah. yes, is a full on Wally person. You yeah. know, they come out with these models for different stuff. It's become kind of a joke, almost like a meme in itself. Um, they came out, you know, it started when they came out with the model of what they thought Jesus would really look like, um, you know, right. putting it in the the Middle Eastern context. And then they had one, uh, I can't remember. We had one on the show uh, maybe a year or so ago. I think it was um, the, uh, oh, they did it for what Americans will generally look like in 50 years, which is sort of a Milano type person. Right. Um and then they did one for, I think, like virtual reality gamers, <laughs> which was a, sort of a zombie-like person. <laughs> they, they do this every once in a while, and this is pretty funny. Unfortunately, yeah, I think a lot of us can see our, ourselves going in that direction if we don't uh, pull back on the stick now. Yeah, that's why I spent some time in the pool this weekend, you know? There you I go. I saw Getting these pictures, outside. and I thought, get out, get in the there pool, get that, get that sweet chlorine all over me. Yeah, sweet, sweet chlorine. All right, one more update, and this one, uh, let me tell you about the beast system, Gone. Speaking of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. Now, one of the things we do on this show is uh, track the technocracy, and especially in the context of uh, biblical prophecy, which uh, there's a lot of talk about microchips, microchipping um, workers, microchipping individuals, and connecting that with the biblical mark of the beast. But uh, here's a little bit of news from GOPHouse.org. This is the uh, Michigan House Republicans. The uh, article is titled uh, Representative Kale's Plan to Prohibit Employers from Requiring Microchipping for Workers in Michigan Passes the House. Now, this is tiny, tiny text. So let's see how I do here. The Michigan House today passed the Microchip Protection Act with bipartisan support. The plan sponsored by Representative Barona Kale will protect the privacy rights of Michigan workers and promote further growth for job providers as it relates to microchipping, a cutting edge technology on the rise across the country that increases workplace efficiency. Quote, with the way technology has increased over the years and as it continues to grow, it's important Michigan job providers balance the interests of the company with their employees' expectations of privacy, Kale said. Microchipping has been brought up in many conversations as companies across the country are exploring cost-effective ways to increase workplace efficiency. While these miniature devices are on the rise, so are the call of workers who have their privacy protected. Radio frequency identification Radio frequency identification tags, commonly referred to as microchips, are beginning to seep into the marketplace as new technological devices to help streamline everyday business practices. The chips, roughly the size of a grain of rice, are implanted into the hands of employees and act as a replacement for ID badges, time cards, usernames and passwords for security clearance, and even credit cards. While there are only a few known U.S.-based companies embedding microchips and its employees, several job providers could be following suit soon, including businesses in Michigan. Quote, despite this type of technology not quite making its way into our state yet, I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes a standard business practice statewide within the next few years, Kale said. 
Quote, we should absolutely take every step possible to get ahead of these devices. Under Kale's plan, Michigan employers would be able to utilize microchipping, but could not mandate employees to have such devices implanted. Kale said the measure strikes a good balance between protecting workers' rights and providing businesses with flexibility to increase efficiency and further growth. Five states have already outlawed mandatory microchipping for employees, Kale said, with Indiana being the most recent House Bill 5672 now heads to the Senate for further consideration. So there you go. No mandated uh, company-wide microchipping people in Michigan. Congratulations. I'm actually, yeah, this is a good thing in Indiana also that, you know, the article mentioned it, but Indiana passed HEA 1143, which is the same kind of deal. Uh, it, it employees or employers are prohibited from mandating the implement or implantation of any identity or tracking device in a worker or job candidate. It's, you know, what's crazy though. It's mm. crazy that we are at this point where we have to pass these bills well, that's, to prevent, yeah. prevent microchipping mandate from companies. Well, Right. The idea of a mandated microchip to work for your company is completely wild. It's insane. I mean, we talk about the government taking, you know, taking away rights and infringing on privacy. But that's really America's real problem is not, you know, the government is in charge only as far as the major corporations will allow the government to be in charge. We all know corporations really run this country. And uh, yeah, when when you have a and if you can't work for a company without getting microchipped, that is just as bad, if not worse, in its sort of manipulative ma nature than um, getting microchipped by the government. And you th put it in the context of the classic Mark of the Beast uh, microchip. Um, it's just it's it's just as serious. You know, you talk about not being able to buy or sell without your mark. Well, if you're you know, if all the companies mandated chips and you don't have the chip, then uh, there you go. No money. You can't buy or sell, do nothing. Um, right. So this is good. Seeing it across uh, multiple states now, but not enough states when I really take a second to think about yeah, it. Yeah. Five. <laughs> Michigan only being the seventh, I think. Sixth oh, this or seventh. seventh. Oh, yeah, do you, do you know what other others. states have put this in mandate? Because I only I only heard about Indiana and now Michigan, so I don't know you what know, the other I states are. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm just trying to find Indiana it here, but I'm not able to nail it down in our short little uh, my little Google search here. But yeah. hopefully, it comes to your state and or country, and um, you know because that that, that is definitely uh, <laughs> the next step, so to speak. You know, once yeah. it becomes mandatory, but you know they can they can make it not mandatory legally but culturally they can make it mandatory in a sense you know you're well right totally it's kind of like masks behind. yeah and a lot yeah, of those exactly. states that are not requiring masks a lot of them yeah they're not necessarily mandatory on a league in a legal sense but they're mandatory in a social sense and that's right almost worse in a lot of cases yeah yeah it is uh but yeah we just wanted to keep track of that because uh, good news in a sense, but also signs of the times, so to speak. Mm -hmm. There you and, go. And um, we always said it's got to be biblical, and it is. And it is. And All right, Gons, are you ready to get into our first big article here? The big news of the day. Please rise for our national anthem. Can't <laughs> 
That's right, folks. Here we are. Uprocks.com. You've already heard of it, but let's talk about it. Kanye West reportedly hasn't filed any of the paperwork necessary to become a presidential candidate. Do you have the uh, tweet pulled up where he announced? Uh, I don't. Um, I can probably find it. Yeah, why don't you pull that up while I get into this here. On stage at the 2015 MTV VMAs, uh, Kanye West made a big announcement. He planned on running for the 2020 presidential election. It seems that Kanye hasn't forgotten his promise as he aptly announced on the 4th of July that he wants to include himself as a presidential candidate in November's election. If he continues to follow through with his plan, it looks like the rapper has to seek out some last minute paperwork to become an official candidate, which he has yet to do. According to a report from Pitchfork, Kanye hasn't officially filed as a presidential candidate with the Federal Elections Commission, the FEC, a necessary step in running for office. The report states that the FEC confirmed Kanye had not officially filed for candidacy, though there is allegedly a 2015 filing for a Green Party candidate named Kanye D's Nuts West, who hadn't raised a (laughs) single dollar for their campaign. So he may have, yeah, he may have actually uh, filled out the paperwork in 2015, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, Um, we'll just to finish out this article, if Kanye plans on running as an independent candidate, someone who isn't affiliated with a political party, he needs to submit the paperwork soon in order to appear on the ballots. The filing deadline has already passed in the states of Indiana, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina and Texas. However, it is possible for citizens to vote for the rapper as a write in on their ballots in November. There's a little bit of hate speech in here, Gons. Did you notice it? I didn't. He didn't says, however, it is possible for citizens to vote for the rapper as a ride in. And of course, that's hate speech because, uh, you know, people who aren't documented citizens need to be able to vote. So I hear. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they're 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 trying to ignore half the population. Maybe not half. Uh, I did find the tweet here. He said, uh, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision and the top tweet in support your brother, Elon Musk. You have my full support. Ah, Exclamation point. There you go. He's got Elon behind him. This is pretty wild, man. It is. And I yeah. like Cyberpunk 2077, which is a video game right under it. So this is how it started. <laughs> and actually, yeah, you know, yeah, oh, mm, no, go I was, was going to say that the, the tweet before the announcement tweet is a picture of Kanye. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, here we go. A picture of Kanye and Elon. Uh, Kanye said, when you go to your boy's house and you're both wearing orange, and there's Elon wearing a shirt with an orange, uh, a literal orange on his shirt. Best and then buddies. Kanye wearing, yeah, best buds. Best, best buddies. Yeah, you know, uh, this is interesting because now you may want to go into this after, um, after something else you got there. I don't know if you want to get into the conversation now regarding celebrities becoming politicians. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we had Reagan, who was a, a movie star, became a politician. Then we had a little break there. We had some, you know, lifelonger family legacy politicians come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we got Trump, who, you know, was a celebrity before he became uh, president and so it seems like this stage is set for this to be realistic and the most 
terrifying part about this is that uh, Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian, would then (laughs) be the first lady. Aren't aren't you pro-capitalist? Aren't you a... Are you an anarcho? I'm trying to say anarcho-capitalist, or are you like a crony capitalist? I'm not playing this game again. I already had to go around the table on Fourth of July. Oh, okay, all right. Are you a Trump fan? Um, so Do you like Trump? Do you like Trump? Uh, yeah. This is a. Uh, uh, on one hand, it's like wow. Imagine all the uh, the products. You know that would be. <laughs> Oh yeah, presidential uh, makeup lines and the first presidential lady. handbags. Yeah, first lady line of products. And it was actually I was um, one of the things I was trying to do was look up a list of products that Kim Kardashian has uh, promoted or at least uh, you know uh yeah, just promoted or made. And there's mm-hmm. no list. The, the the only list I can find has so many things. It's it's like impossible to I mean She's going to sell anything. What list it's were be you looking for? I, I tuned just out. A list of items that Kim Kardashian has mm. uh, made or promoted as part of her, you know, platform. Yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, there is no list because it's such a massive thing. There's articles about all the kinds of things she's promoted, but mm-hmm. nothing, there's no like definitive list, but probably because it's, you know, it's probably like a, a, a lot of things kind of like Donald Trump. You know, he's famous for his real his estate, steaks. but there's Trump <laughs> steaks, Trump vodka, Trump, this Trump, that Trump university. Yeah. You know, once you hit a certain level of, uh, you know, your, your personal brand, you just put that on anything. So, but it'll be interesting. Cause I know that there was some, uh, issues with Ivanka Trump, you know, she had a clothing right. line. I think, Oh, I don't want to go on the record here, but, uh, I think she, had to close her her clothing line down uh to serve uh in the government in the capacity that she does now um either that or she just wasn't making any money i don't remember but yeah Yeah. that would be pretty wild and not that strange because you got to remember kanye and trump are not necessarily enemies right no Um, they're in together that's i think i think a lot of uh trump supporters are excited about this because uh, you know, it might pull away a lot of the Biden votes, you know? <laughs> well, and that's exactly what I think this is. And I'm not the first other people were talking about this, but I think what this might be is a probably very effective attempt to uh, split the Biden vote, you know, um, from the either the I won't say the whole black community, you know, people say the black community as if it's one group of yeah, people yeah. who all think the same, <laughs> which is not true at all. Well, not true um, for any group. Yeah. But uh, I could see how the Democrats would be pretty uh, irked about the possibility of Kanye taking some precious votes away from uh, Uncle Joe there. And right. it might be the plan all the way through. I mean, who knows? Maybe Trump made the call, called up Kanye, said, hey, throw your hat in the ring. I need you to uh, deflect some of those votes for Biden. <laughs> Got hairy legs. Got the job. Got hairy legs. It's, yeah, the list so. is getting better and better. We got hairy legs Biden. I mean, obviously, we got Trump. Now we got Yay. Yeezy. Yeezy. Pre- President Yeezy. Uh, you know, we changed the title of this episode, mm-hmm. um, to president Yeezy. And I, originally it was prez Yee, yay. 
like Prez Y-E? Ye is yeah, what yeah. you had. Yeah. Why? And you're like, you were kind of like, does he even call himself that? Does anybody <laughs> call him that? And um, on Kanye West's personal uh, Twitter account, it's it's yay. Why? Mm, so, okay. That's I where I got corrected. it. That's where I'm I got not, it. I'm not as cool as I used to be. Um, but interesting connection to our show to kanye uh when he released his last album jesus is king the logo looked just like the canary cry radio logo so yeah i think he listens to the show kanye give me a call buddy let's possible let's figure this out it's possible uh there was another article uh from business insider kanye west announced on twitter that he's running for president but it's too late for him to appear on the ballot in six states. Yeah. And uh, we don't have to read it necessarily. I'll just, uh, yeah, I mean, it pretty much summarizes the whole thing here. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, he's going to have to get some write-in votes or, you know, pick it up on the paperwork yeah. to uh, really have an impact here. As, as, Citizens as can always vote him in. It's true. Write in, write in. And uh, while we're on the topic of Kanye, let's head over to uh, the Kryptonomist. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Kryptonomist. And uh, you know what? I'm going to play this again because it's such a great Do it. jingle. Please rise for our national anthem. You know, the, the, part of that is a Daft Punk sample. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. You got to get Daft Punk in there, too. <laughs> okay. And blockchain. And blockchain. Oh, that's right. Blockchain. Blah, 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 blockchain. Okay, here we go. The Cryptonomist. This article is titled Kanye West Coin Coming to Cardano. Ooh. And this is brand new. This came out today. Should Kanye West actually participate in the U.S. presidential election in November? A Kanye coin will be issued on Cardano. Ooh. This was revealed by the co-founder of the Cardano Project, Charles Hoskinson, during yesterday's AMA video session on YouTube. Indeed, the famous American rapper Kanye West has announced that he wants to run in November a uh, presidential election against Donald Trump and Joe Biden supported by his wife kim kardashian and elon musk in reality he has he had already announced a long time ago that he wanted to run but in the end in 2016 he supported donald trump this time however he seems to really want to take part in the elections in this regard should he actually participate hoskinson has announced that depending on how many votes the rapper will get as many kanye coins will be issued hoskinson said quote i tell you what it's not a joke when cardano has native assets to demonstrate the power and uniqueness of native assets we will issue kanye coin and the circulation will be one token for each vote that kanye gets in the election and they can be nice collector's items and will airdrop them proportionally to all the ada holders but the initiative will not only involve kanye west in fact hoskinson has pr- uh, promised the same thing for brock pierce also a candidate for the presidential election in November. Quote, 
Brock Pierce also announced his candidacy, and he's a good old friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time, so also to advertise our native asset standard, we will do the same thing for Brock Pierce, Pierce Coin and Kanye Coin. So it's a great way of demonstrating how multi-asset works, and it's a great way of demonstrating connections to real-life events. In fact, he added that to do this in a decentralized way, they will need an oracle. So they will start the development of the oracle in the hope of making it work before the elections. One of the possible uses of these tokens will be betting on predictions of results, although Hoskinson is not specified in detail how it will work. Surely the main objective is to get some visibility on the new feature that allows issuing tokens on Cardano. So, for those who are not in the know in the crypto and blockchain world, Cardano uh, is a company that allows you to basically create your own cryptocurrency. Not cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, but more like a, uh, a token, um, which is... Uh, well, hmm. it's, a, it's a it's a smart contract platform, which means you can you can create. It's kind of like Ethereum, if people are familiar with Ethereum. But if yeah. you're not, it's it's a it's a generation three blockchain, is what they're calling it, and mm -hmm. um, it's a uh, they're they're really big on science. They they do all their research on peer reviewed research, which has taken them a long time to actually create an actual blockchain and, and release yeah. it because they're, they're trying to solve the proof of stake protocol. And, um, uh, which, uh, kind of goes in line with the Fauci daddy Fauci statement. Science is truth. And, right. uh, if you go to the, the Cardano.org website, uh, and part of it too, I've talked about this on the face, like the sun YouTube channel. Uh, there's a lot of occult esoteric type of, uh, names associated with the Cardano project. One of them being Ouroboros. Okay, so proof of stake in Ouroboros, the most environmentally sustainable blockchain protocol. Ouroboros is the first peer-reviewed, verifiably secure blockchain protocol, and Cardano is the first blockchain to implement it. Uh, Ouroboros enables the Cardano network's decentralization and allows it to sustainably scale to global requirements without crucially compromising security. And of course, Ouroboros, to anyone who's not familiar, is the symbol of the snake eating its own tail. Uh, so there's a lot of occult uh, overtones or undertones. I don't know. It's pretty blatant. So, um, so there's that part of it. Uh, and also Brock Pierce that's mentioned in this article. Right. Bro Brock Pierce is... He's he was in he was one of the three pedo guys in the movie An Open Secret, which is a documentary uh, that came out and it covered um, the uh, Mark Collins Rector, I think was his name, uh, and uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Brian Singer, the X Men guy, mm, right? And, the, and and also it was uh, Brock Pierce. He was part of that crew when Brock Pierce was very young. He was part of that you know, grooming thing, trying to get young kids to come and stay with uh, Mark Collins rector and the mansions and the whole deal. Go look up uh, an open secret, the documentary, if you haven't already. So that's that guy, you know, <laughs> so I'm going, yeah. okay, what, what, what are we doing here? Like what, what kind of associations are taking place here? Um, I know this is kind of in the rabbit trail and into the weeds from the Kanye conversation, but as long as we're on the topic of Cardano and, and, you know, crypto and all that, uh, we're talking about, you know, some some pretty nefarious types of characters. Um, Brock Pierce also had his own. Well, he was part of a company or group called Block One that produced the EOS token, and mm -hmm. uh, EOS is out there as well, another cryptocurrency project. 
And, uh, you know, these guys are all there, you know, they're all part of this new blockchain thing. And it's just kind of, I don't know. It's a little concerning when the people you're rubbing shoulders with are the same types of people that are within this whole Hollywood pedo elite. Well, that's or at what least happens at one when point. you get too many elites together, Gons. I you know. You get too many elites together, you get some uh, some dark stuff swirling around. I know. and and But people are, I guess people don't or forget or don't know the associations or what it is. I don't know that Kanye, well, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't know the associations with these guys or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, Hodgkinson also, one more thing. Charles Hos- Hoskinson, who is the founder of Cardano, and he, uh, I think at one point he was, uh, I think he co-created or helped create Ethereum with Vitalik and decided to branch off and do his own thing hmm. a couple times, actually. He, in a live stream that I have documented somewhere, I don't have it in front of me, but he and another guy named Crypto Crow, who uh, is another you know crypto personality on YouTube, basically admit that they're Freemasons. So there's your, your oh, yeah. association right there. And, you know, they're talking about, Oh, you know, we're not supposed to talk about those secret parties. Ha ha ha. And they kind of joke about it. Oh, and, uh, but, but yeah, but uh, crypto crow has openly stated that he is a Freemason on air. So, and mm-hmm. there's a couple more out there that are openly Freemason in the crypto world. So just keep an eye yeah. out, you know, but the, the associations, um, you don't have to go down the rabbit trail too far to find these folks that are a uh, part of this entire network of, uh, of evil, so to speak. And you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's troubling, but uh, most people aren't going to care as long as I want the Kanye coin. Give me president. Yay. Ye, whatever. Well, it's and, interesting. And the Kanye coin. Yeah. It's presented as kind of a, a collector's item, this Kanye coin. And you know, Cardano, if we had the time and the energy or the will, which we don't have, uh, but you know, we can make a canary cry coin that gets dispersed you know we mint one every episode or something or every uh you know every proof of episode (laughs) maybe based on the uh the viewership of each episode that's how many coins get minted something like that we can make Um, uh they're called mm non-fungible tokens nfts you'll be hearing about that a lot more as well these uh digital items that are unique only one exists you can't you know copy and paste it basically so Mm -hmm. anyway just getting a little um, technical into the weeds there. but Yeah, yeah. a little bit there. Well, you can check out canarycry.com slash, sorry, canarycryradio.com slash crypto. Learn more about crypto. Yeah. Um, on the same note, over on newsweek.com, we have, uh, we have another celebrity talking about going for pr- the presidency. Uh, says uh, the article is titled, Kanye's announced, so which other celebrities are saying they'll run for president? A few more celebrities may be joining Kanye West on the 2020 presidential ballot come November. The rapper's announcement of his 2020 campaign on Saturday inspired some celebrities to give current nominees President Donald Trump and Joe Biden some more competition by throwing their names in the ring for the upcoming election. Just a few hours after West revealed his plans to join the race to the White House, Paris Hilton posted her campaign catchphrase. Paris Hilton. Ah. Oh, my gosh. Paris for president, Hilton tweeted on Saturday. Comedian and actor Tiffany Haddish revealed her bid for the presidency, too, in a copycat post of West's announcement. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision and building our future. I, too, am running for president of the United States. (laughs) That sounds... 
<laughs> that sounds like she just mocked Kanye. Yeah, you know, you know comedians, they'll, they'll mess with people like that. Yeah. Also, Full House star Bob Saget oh. con- <laughs> contemplated bro- throwing his name in the ring, too. Also connected to uh, some... Some of that uh, Pizzagate stuff. Writing on Twitter on Saturday, quote, should I run for president too? I don't much, I don't much about anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which, uh, if you guys are unfamiliar, you know, he played this, this wholesome father on uh, Full House, but then you go see Bob Sagan on uh, his standups and it's like, yeah. It's just the most vulgar thing you'll ever see. Nasty man. Nasty man. That's a good way to put it. He updated uh, fans the next day and revealed his potential running mate. Quote, I have a big announcement to make. Last night, as a joke, I tweeted and asked if I should run for president too. But thanks to all your kind support, I've made a decision. Stand by, because here it comes, he tweeted. He followed up the tweet with a photo of his longtime castmate, John Stamos. Here we go, Saget wrote. So we got John Stamos on in there too. You know, it's sad. It's really sad to watch these celebrities. (laughs) He, He may have continued to be joking but uh when he tweets but thanks to all your kind support i've met no you don't have any real support you're a celebrity and people people are anonymously tweeting at you that does not mean you should actually run for president these people are in echo chambers bubbles of support nobody supports that Uh, you you probably have you know uh 40 plus year old women who had the stamos crush oh yeah Oh, Just yeah. uh, really pushing for it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jesse, right? Jesse from Uncle Jesse. Full House. Yeah. Did you ever watch Full House growing up? Not, not really. I mean, I think I've you're, I think you're too young. I was for a that. little bit young. A little I, bit I was young. The, uh, I think I was the re, uh, what is it? The re, what is it when they re show shows? The repeat? Okay. I don't remember. Rerun? Rerun. Thank you. Wow. Having, it's been a while since fun. you've watched real TV, huh? Yes, it has. Yeah. I, I think I'm the rerun generation there, Full House. It was uh, yeah. after TV, TV, or after school TV. Man, I can't talk today. What's going on? Let me finish this out here. While Hilton, Hadish, and Saget were likely just joking, <laughs> Newsweek did reach out to each of their teams to confirm, but did not receive responses by the time of publication. There is at least one former celebrity who is seriously moving forward with their campaign efforts. Child actor and cryptocurrency magnate Brock Pierce. Ah, there he is again. Announced, there it is. Popping up everywhere. Uh, announced on Saturday that he will be running as an independent in the 2020 election. Quote, spent my life creating great things from nothing and I can help others do the same. The Mighty Duck star said in a statement, quote, entrepreneurs are essential to the rebuilding of this nation that we love. And I'm running in this race because I know that together we can help build a pathway towards the rebirth of America that we love so much. It's unclear if Pierce or West will actually make it on the ballot as requirements for independence and deadlines for filings vary across the 50 states. Although West tweeted his plans to run for president, Chicago native... Hasn't actually, sorry, show burps. Chicago native hasn't actually confirmed taking any steps towards blah, 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 blah. So there you uh, go. So everybody, everybody's Pierce, trying to be president now. Brock Pierce talking about the rebirth of America. He, he must have missed the Trump memo. We will launch a new age. Oh, it's already <laughs> happening, bro. You're late. Wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brock's just jumping on. He's repeating slogans here. We don't need that. Yeah. And, and uh, just to round it off here, Forbes.com, Bitcoin investor Brock Pierce announces 2020 presidential run, promises stimulus check overhaul. Mm, uh, great. Yeah. Wonderful, isn't it? Uh, 
The U.S. is gearing up for the looming 2020 election amid a bleak economic backdrop blighted by the coronavirus pandemic. A crowded Democratic primary field has given way to former Vice President Joe Biden, the uh, presumptive nominee who was set to take on Donald Trump for the White House in November. And uh, now uh, Brock Pierce announces his thing, uh, promising to use technology to, quote, enhance institutions and improve lives. Technology should be embraced, not yeah, feared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. technocrat. Yeah, technocrat right there. And uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm not um, gonna really real get quick, into it. before we move on to the next set of stories, I do want to mention, I saw some people complaining about the YouTube stream. I will uh, I will confirm YouTube does not like us. Uh, the <laughs> constant demonetizing videos, shadow banning, full on taking down videos um, and messing with the stream midstream. So if you're having problems over on the YouTube, YouTube stream. All right, we got some good numbers today. Uh, make sure to head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. We'll pop that link in the chat there for you. Um, it's a good idea to follow and turn on notifications because uh, you never know when notifications will stop coming from YouTube. And uh, at least following on Twitch, A, um, the connection is usually better, usually. And uh, B, uh, it's a good backup for if YouTube uh, t- takes more drastic measures. So right. go ahead and do that. If you want to pop that link in there, guns, uh, nobody will complain. Okay. Let me do it real quick as I try yeah. to talk here. But yeah, one of the things that I wanted to uh, mention as part of this whole movement, and you you mentioned it at the, uh, at the beginning here, is this whole celebrity culture for uh, you know, running for president. And um, it reminded me of uh, something that was mentioned by the professor Michio Kaku, you mm-hmm. know, the scientist, the, you know, the Japanese American scientist. Yeah. And um, about 10, 12 years ago, maybe even more, he was talking about the Kardashev scale, which mm. is basically this idea that we are currently in this type zero civilization with uh, no future or whatever. And we're going to move into a type one civilization where we, you know, we've uh, harnessed the, the energy of the earth kind of thing. And then type two harness the energy of a star and then type three, the solar system, or I think galaxy actually. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I pull, I was trying to find the clip of Michio Kaku actually talking about celebrity, uh, presidents and stuff. And I couldn't really find uh, the exact quote that I was looking for, but I'll play, I don't know, minute, minute and a half or so of this uh, video from, uh, well, this was published at least on this channel here, October, 2008. So we know that this is at least 12 years old when uh, Michio Kaku said this, I think it was even longer ago, but he's talking about moving from a type zero to a type one civilization, but pay attention to what he calls people that reject this idea of moving into a type one civilization. But every time I read the newspaper, I see evidence of this historic transition from type zero to type one. And I am privileged to be alive in the most important era in the history of the human race, the transition from type zero to type one. I read the newspaper and I see evidence of this everywhere. What is the European Union? The European Union has been formed to oppose NAFTA, that is, the United States, Canada, and Mexico. But why? Because we're seeing the beginnings of a type one economy. Huge planetary trading blocks are the beginnings of a type one economy. And what language will this type one economy speak? 
Everywhere I go around the world, I find that the elites, the elites all speak English as a second language. In the future, the planet Earth will be like that. Everyone will speak their own native language, but on top of that, there will be a type one language, probably English. There's also going to be a type one culture and a type one political system as well. You can go anywhere on the planet Earth and show people pictures of two individuals that are instantly recognizable by any human, Madonna and Arnold Schwarzenegger. In other words, we're talking about Hollywood movies. We're talking about rock and roll, rap music, blue jeans. Blue That's jeans. That's going to be the planetary culture of the planet Earth. And what is the internet? The internet is the beginning of a type one telephone system. That's all it is. And so this transition is perhaps the most important transition of all time. Some people don't want it. They fear this transition because this transition is to a planetary civilization tolerant of many cultures. These are the terrorists. The, in their gut, they fear this because wow. they know they are witnessing the birth pangs of a beginning of a new planetary civilization, and the terrorists want nothing to do with it. Wow. There you go. So people that are against this birth pang, he calls this it globalization. Birth pang, this globalization are terrorists, according wow. to Michio Kaku 12 years ago. So, I mean, they've been setting this up for a long time. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of contradictory to suggest that, hey, it's going to be this planetary thing where all the cultures are shared, except if you're against the globalism, you're a terrorist. You know, and it's interesting, too, especially coming from the left there where, you know, American culture is not necessarily looked upon as uh, necessarily the best thing. And he was talking about how the planetary culture would be rock and roll and Madonna and Arnold Schwarzenegger and blue jeans. Blue, blue jeans. And what, it, what is all that associated with? Famously America. with America. Yeah. So he's saying American culture will become planetary culture. And to go against that, you'll be a terrorist. Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's fun to think about as an American, but if I'm coming, you know, if I'm coming at it as a a lefty American uh, disliker, I won't say hater. I'll say disliker, an unpatriotic lefty or something. Then uh, I think Mr. Okaku is. is is a little bit too American for this globalization doctor, movement. Doctor Kaku, Professor Kaku. There. Sorry, is it? It's Michio Basil. Kaku, yeah, it's Michio right? Kaku, yeah. It's Michio okay. Kaku. Michio Kaku, not okay. Okaku. <laughs> okay, I mix. I added the O. Took, subtracted, and added. Anyways, you get the point. Yeah, he can't do that. Yeah. Point being. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, and now off to the, I would say the number one most exciting thing that happened since last episode, Gons. Are you ready? I am ready. Epstein didn't kill himself. Woo. I, was, I almost said it was this, the second most exciting news after Kanye, but this is really more exciting than that. Uh, now we're going to come at it. From abcnews.go.go.com, which is uh, ABC is owned by Disney, which is mm-hmm. uh, ha- is also owned by China. So keep that in mind as we read this. Uh, but the article is titled "Former Jeffrey Epstein Companion Ghislaine 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 Maxwell Arrested." Mm. Um, boom! I think 
former Jeffrey Epstein companion is a light way of putting it. But yeah. as we know, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was sort of the the operations officer of the pedo ring that he ran um, and very bad lady and was hiding out. But we got her. Let's read the article. Ghislaine Maxwell, the former companion, companion of Jeffrey Epstein, was arrested by the FBI in New Hampshire on Thursday morning. Maxwell, 58, was charged by the Southern District of New York, which did not stop investigating Epstein's associates after his death with conspiring to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, perjury, and other offenses. From at least 1994 to 1997, Maxwell assisted, facilitated, and contributed to Epstein's alleged abuse of minor girls, the six-count indictment claimed. Federal prosecutors in New York alleged Maxwell helped Epstein recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse girls as young as 14. In some cases, she allegedly befriended the girls, took them shopping, and to the movies before turning them over to Epstein for alleged abuse at his properties in New York City, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, prosecutors said. Quote, she pretended to be a woman they could trust. And quote, acting U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss said at a news conference Thursday, quote, today, after many years, Ghislaine Maxwell might uh, find finally stands charged for her role in these crimes. The perjury charges stem from statements Maxwell made in civil depositions, according to the complaint. Attorneys who represent Maxwell in civil lawsuits filed by women who allege Epstein abused them didn't immediately return messages to ABC News for comment. Maxwell previously denied any wrongdoing. She was arrested in Bradford, New Hampshire without incident. Later in the afternoon, Maxwell appeared virtually before a federal magistrate and waived her right to a detention hearing in New Hampshire, clearing the way for her transfer to New York, uh, where she'll be temporarily detained. Mm, uh oh. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Prosecutors will request that Maxwell <clears throat> remain behind bars pending court hearings since she has, quote, a strong incentive to flee, according to a detention memo obtained by ABC News. The detention memo said that in the last three years, Maxwell has taken at least 15 international flights and she has three passports, large sums of money and many international connections. Quote, the strength of the government's evidence and the substantial prison term the defendant would face upon conviction all create a strong incentive for that defendant to flee, the memo said. The memo also claimed Maxwell used several tactics to hide from the public and authorities after Epstein was indicted last year. She moved location at least twice, changed her primary phone number and email address, and ordered packages for delivery using a different name on the shipping label, according to prosecutors. Quote, Most recently, the defendant appears to have been hiding on a 156-acre property acquired in an all-cash purchase in December of 2019 through a carefully anonymized LLC in Bradford, New Hampshire, an area to which she has no other known connections, the memo said. So very interesting. She very specifically anonymously bought this humongous property and was hiding out on it, but uh, seems like she was trying to (laughs) hide out. Uh, Hiding out in New Hampshire just doesn't quite make sense to me. She could have disappeared into South America or something. Well, there were some people that uh, just independent researchers out there, uh, you know, doing the research for several months here. I, I remember, you know, three or four months ago, they were saying, where's Ghislaine, you know, t- right. trending on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and I think she was spotted in Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. 
we actually so, talked about that on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But, uh, you know, the carefully anonymized LLC stuff is so interesting because that's how uh, that's how the money launderers do it, you know? It's true. Yeah. If convicted on charges, Maxwell faces up to 35 years in prison, according to prosecutors. Epstein's alleged victims expressed gratitude to investigators for their work. Jennifer Arose, who has alleged Epstein abused her, said in a statement that she was able to, quote, take a breath of relief uh the quote continues for years i feared epstein and his ring maxwell was the center of that sex trafficking ring now that the ring has been taken down i know that i can't be hurt anymore she said in a statement Brad Edwards, a Fort Lauderdale attorney who now represents more than 50 women who claim they were abused by Epstein, said in a statement his clients were pleased by the news of Maxwell's arrest. Quote, they are also thankful to the determination of the SDNY, that's the Southern District of New York, prosecutors have demonstrated throughout their investigation. Today brings us one step closer to justice, he said in a statement. Maxwell's arrest almost... Uh, exactly exactly a year after the arrest of Epstein, who died by suicide. Oh, come on, ABC. In the Metropolitan <laughs> Correctional Center in Lower Manhattan in August of 2019. So there you go, Gons. It happened, I think it was the day after the last show or something. So yeah. uh, the timing wasn't great for the show, but that's okay. We made it. And of course, immediately people were jumping on it just, uh, just to get it out there. Uh, is Lane Maxwell did not kill herself. We'll yeah. see though. Oh, there was tons of stuff and and we'll I mean we can just bring it up right now. There was a uh, tweets with tweets. screenshots. <laughs> tweets. Tweets and screenshots of uh, uh BBC News allegedly publishing an article titled Just Lane Maxwell moved to in- intensive care as coronavirus symptoms worsen uh dated july 11th 2020 and uh, quickly it was taken down according to the people that uh, posted this thing yeah and um you know it's hard to really say for sure unless there's yeah. like a unless somebody has a link that's uh, archive.org link or something to prove that bbc did in fact publish this far hard, too easily uh, uh it's too easily, yeah too easily yeah. made uh made into something uh that can go viral in this kind of situation. But, you know, the point made is not really far-fetched that she may die of the Ronas or yeah. something else. You know what I mean? A little suicide, you know? A little um, something. A little, little it, camera malfunction. <laughs> little uh, little guards going on a coffee break. Yeah, and I, I remember somebody on Twitter, I, you know, everybody was commenting on it, so I, could, I don't remember exactly who said this, but someone had tweeted out like, hey, can we get like 800 cameras on her at all times? <laughs> right. You know, citizen cameras and just every, everybody keep their eye on this lady because, uh, you know, we need her to testify and spill the beans of uh, all the people involved. Yeah. And uh, Well, the elites would be shaking in their boots, and uh, if I don't, if I'm... If I could stand corrected, I don't have the docs right in front of me, but I mean, when you look at the Epstein Lolita Express flight logs, it is quite the lineup of elites. A lot of people invested in uh, not letting uh, Miss Maxwell uh, testify or name names. I know there I don't know if she was um, claiming that she was going to be naming names, but people certainly want that to be the case. Right. Um, right. But you know, when you, when you start threatening the elites, that's exactly how you accidentally commit suicide. Yeah. And I, you know, I sent you a picture with your favorite man, Elon Musk standing <laughs> okay. next to 
Ghislaine Maxwell. And uh, Elon actually uh, responded to this random person who uh, published this photo, or you know, not published, but uh, shared this photo, uh, saying, "Your good friend Ghislaine Maxwell with the picture of Elon in a little tuxedo. There looks like he was a little bit younger." Mm-hmm. And um, he responded to that tweet. He and did. he said, don't know Ghislaine at all. She photobombed me once at a Vanity Fair party several years ago. Real question is why VF, as Vanity Fair, invited her in the first place. Hmm. That's, a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, here's the thing. Of course, uh, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> of course, Elon is uh, not my friend. And of course, he's in the <laughs> elite circles. Yes. Uh, people are going to start believing you, Gons, as a purveyor of oh, truth. Okay, sorry. Um, Googly eyes but, is not friends. So I have no desire to to falsely defend Elon in this. But when you do look at the picture, it does look like she was photobombing him. I mean, usually when you have celebrities, uh, you know, taking pictures at these sorts of events, you know, they'll they'll put their arm around each other. They'll at least stand next to each other. Um, and this is not what was happening. Elon was obviously caught off guard by whoever was even taking this picture yeah um and And she's behind just kind of like sneaking up behind him yeah yeah uh but you know given how we what we know about the the epstein uh, trafficking ring uh the you know uh, allegedly hooked up with mossad and used to blackmail uh elites around the world um it could be it could have been an attempt where she purposefully you know wanted to get in a picture with elon in order to uh, you know, get them, start getting them hooked into the thing. Either hooked um, in or may- maybe, I mean, if you're going to defend Elon, maybe he didn't, if he's not on the flight logs, I don't know if he is. I don't think he I don't, is. I don't think he is. No. I know Trump is, right? Isn't Trump? Trump named? is, yes. And of course the Clintons and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's possible that, you know, they're getting ahead of it in the sense that like, hey, you don't want to be in the log. At least we'll have this picture. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like much of that business and as well as that uh, particular organization strategies, that's kind of what they did. You know, they yeah. uh, they kind of would start getting in your zone publicly and then use that as a way to invite you to uh, on the Lolita Express. So uh, but, uh, you know, Elon to his defense has been very outspoken about Pizzagate stuff even before everybody yeah. else was, you remember, know, so he <laughs> remember the guy that was, uh, gosh, what was it? The it divers. was some, the divers. Yeah. yeah he the called kids, out some, there were some kids guys stuck the in an under underwater cave. Right. Uh, and Elon <laughs> really wanted to make a submarine to save the kids. And, uh, a, a team of divers went down and got him first. And Elon <laughs> called him a called pedophile. Him a pedo. <laughs> it's crazy which got him in a lot of uh hot water but. although his um how old is uh what's her name that he's with now his partner now that he just um, had a baby with yeah she looks pretty uh, young what is her name oh my I gosh forget. how could somebody, I forget? somebody in the chat will tell us yeah what's what's elon's uh, girlfriend's name um grimes grimes, grimes. That's, that's right. what it is I, I was faster than chat i got it <laughs> good job even though chat's a few seconds brain. behind <laughs> There we go. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you never know what these folks and yeah, maybe he's not associated with the, the Maxwell crew, but you know, it's possible that uh, one elite faction has taken down another elite faction. And this is part of uh, uh, a quote that I had in age of deceit three, 
where, uh, and I've mentioned it several times, where Manly P. Hall in his last lecture in the 90s was talking about the 2000s and saying that, oh, just like the Crusades and, you know, the Brotherhood is always at work and mm-hmm. we're going to come in, we're going to clean everything up and, and then we're going to have the, uh, the, the Savior come in. And, uh, you know, it just makes me wonder that this is uh, the Maxwell and the, the Epstein and that whole crew is just, you know, thrown under the bus so that the real people behind this, the, the nameless, faceless people that we really don't know too much about mm-hmm. are getting off scot-free or at least, you know, making it look like they're taking down a, a ring, especially with uh, the ABC article here, you know, it quoted that girl who said she can sleep easy now, you know, she's. Now that this was taken down, there's, what did she say? I can't remember. Uh, Maxwell was the center of the sex. Now that the ring is taken down, I know that I can't be hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, not by them, yeah. but, but I just don't believe that because they have taken this out that now all of a sudden we have this clean world. No, this no. type of thing doesn't exist or now well, it's just- I think to, in that girl's defense, I'm sure that uh, Ma- uh, Maxwell and Epstein had a bunch oh, yeah, of blackmail yeah. on her oh, of course, and of course. could try to get her to do other stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's all sorts of nasty stuff wrapped up there. So I'm, I'm happy for those who are sort of in the clutches um, of this whole situation to be out from under it. Uh, but it's not over. You know, it's it was a widespread network and there's lots of elites who w- could be named and uh, a lot of elites who don't want to be named. Yeah. So I, I, I would be terrified if I was just laying Maxwell right now, as I'm sure she is. Um, and we'll just see. I don't know. COVID could get her. Something could get her. They, they better just rush this uh rush this through the courts real quick before something nasty happens. Unfortunately, though, if I'm going to be honest with you my friend gons and the world listening you're not honest um, otherwise or what's the no <laughs> googly eyed man's honest, not honest it, it makes me sad because I, I i can't imagine her actually surviving to a real court hearing yeah that is tough to it, i will really. be more surprised if she makes it <laughs> if she survives over the next couple of weeks, yeah, um, then we'll I will be if something nasty happens. We'll see. Yeah. But you know, there's, um, uh, there's, there was that actor or no, the producer that jumped out off a roof or something last week. I mean, there, there's all kinds of weirdness happening in Hollywood, people going down. And I know the Q crowd gets really excited anytime, which is kind of weird, right? Anytime someone dies, the Q crowd's like, Oh, there it is down with the yep. system, you know, trust yep. the plan, that whole deal. And it's, uh, I, you know, people are dying, you know, I get it. They're bad people. I get it. They deserve, but you know, their, their judgment is in front of God, not necessarily us. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, there, there's that perspective, but I wanted to play this clip from, um, uh, Whitney Webb and she's a, a good researcher. I enjoy some of her research in terms of, uh, uh, you know, just digging things and, and, you know, she's one of those independent journalist types, and this is a two minute clip here. She gets into some of uh, Maxwell's associations that uh, you may not be familiar with. This was on the Tim Dillon show. Uh, so, you know, it's a couple minutes of that, but I'll play it here and uh, get your thoughts, Basil. The most important are Ghislaine's twin sisters, Christine and Isabel. 
who get very little attention. One of them, Christine in particular, was involved with a very, very shady software program, uh, counterterrorism program that was put on the databases of of uh, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and a bunch of other uh, sensitive databases for US intelligence and US national security. And her father, of course, was the promised software salesman. What these sisters did is that they created one of the first search engines called Magellan in the mid 90s. And actually in that company, it wasn't just the twins, but also Ghislaine Maxwell had a stake in that, as did her brother, Kevin Maxwell, who was sort of Robert Maxwell's heir apparent. So his two daughters are living in the U.S. at the time they developed Magellan? Uh, yeah, they moved to Silicon Valley after um, Robert Maxwell died. I had no idea how how deeply connected the Maxwell family was to these major tech companies. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is look at what Epstein did, started to do, uh, right before he was arrested last year, uh, or what he was doing uh, right before he was arrested last year and what he started to do around the year 2012, which is a really key year for a lot of this stuff, right? What he started to do is he started to rebrand as a tech investor and he got interested in Silicon Valley. He started going to a lot of Silicon Valley parties and he claimed that he had a lot of blackmail on people from Silicon Valley, right? And he was talking, you know, he had ties, what, to like Elon Musk. He was at events with Mark Zuckerberg. He was, uh, he invited Sergey Brin, one of the Google co-founders over to his house. He was really ingratiating himself with Silicon Valley's elite, right? He um, was one of the major funders of a company called Carbine 911 that was uh, chaired and directed until just very recently by Ehud Barak, right? Who was head of Israeli military intelligence when uh, Epstein was recruited to work there, which was facilitated by Robert Maxwell in the 1980s. Right. And then Ehud Barak was prime minister of Israel and was, you know, <laughs> uh, went to Epstein's island. He also went to the apartments owned by Epstein's brother that were full of underage Eastern European girls and spent the night there on several occasions. There you go. There's a whole history with a Silicon Valley connection there with Ghislaine Maxwell and her father and everything else. And uh, yeah, what do you think, Basil? It's some no, it does not surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, these people are very well connected. And Lane, you know, there's pictures with her and uh, elites going back almost her entire life. You know, pictures of her when she was in her early 20s with, um, oh, shoot. Eh, see, I get into this and I don't remember the names of these people. Uh, but anyways, we, you get the point. I mean, there's, you don't spend your whole life in elite circles and don't uh, connect with who the current elites of the time are. And of course, that in the past uh, 20 years being Silicon Valley. Right. And um, just to sort of put a bow on this story as much as we can today, uh, truepundit.com published an article, Judge Orders Jeffrey Epstein Accuser to Destroy Files. This was, uh, I thought it was interesting that this was taking place during the whole uh, arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell. According to the True Pundit, Jeffrey Epstein accuser Virginia Guffrey uh, has been ordered by the U.S. District Judge to destroy files believed to contain the names of Epstein's associates because they were improperly obtained. Senior U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska said on Wednesday that Guffrey's attorneys would need to provide proof that the documents had been destroyed, adding that counsel shall submit an affidavit detailing the steps taken to do so, according to Newsweek. Preska noted that the protective order governing the improperly obtained documents only applied during a civil lawsuit proceeding, which has been settled. 
Preska's ruling came after a request by attorney uh, Alan Dershowitz to gain access to the documents. Gerfrey has claimed that Dershowitz was one of the men Epstein forced her to have sex with. In response, Dershowitz sued Guffrey for defamation in 2019. Mm-hmm. Dershowitz claimed that obtaining the Epstein files would be an asset to his defense. Preska said in a ruling that Dershowitz desired to see all the files, quote, with over a thousand docket ent- entries was not a target strike, but a carpet bombing. And uh, yeah. kind of goes into the whole thing here. But uh, yeah, well, that's the interesting part about that uh, aspect of the story is they're being ordered to destroy the files, but only because Dershowitz has a legal right to see files that would, could be used in his defense. So it's a little strange. I mean, of course, destroying files that contain the names of everybody involved uh, seems like a bad thing. Right. Um, but the reason that he wanted them destroyed is because he didn't want Dershowitz to get his hands on them or, or, you know, use the legal system to, uh, to gain access to them. And so the only way to stop him from getting that is to have them destroyed. So it's kind of a weird little checkmate situation. Um, but uh, the hopes would be that those names exist in other places or could be maybe named by Maxwell so that uh, the names can still be uh, associated with the crimes. But then Dershowitz can't, you know, doesn't have the material to mount uh, a defense, you know, right. in, in the in the case that he is, uh, you know, that he is uh, guilty of this, you sure wouldn't want him using the prosecution's files of a different (laughs) uh, uh, related court uh, proceeding in order to, you know, defend himself or, or gain uh, leverage over someone like Maxwell or other people within the network um, in order to, you know, pull some sort of trickery uh, so that he doesn't get, um, uh, convicted now in the case that he is innocent, which I have no idea is the case. Um, then that certainly would make it a more of an uphill battle for him to prove his innocence. But, um, you know, that's just what you get for getting wrapped up in a group like that. Yeah. This whole thing's making me think maybe it is better to have president easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, let's just start over with uh, with the rock. Watch out now, and guns. Kim Somebody Kardashian. might take you seriously. Yeah, I know. Yeah, people. Yeah. People took right, that. Well, Shill. We're gonna keep. Uh, certainly, there will be more news about uh, the whole Epstein ring and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, who knows? She might not even survive till next show. But we will keep everybody posted. This is definitely gonna be one of the beats that uh, we're gonna keep on for, uh, well, as long as it goes. Um, but Gons, I think it's time for a very short break. What do you say? It's break time. That's right. Okay, we're just going to take a quick break, everybody, but do not go away because after this very short break, uh, we've got, we're going into the COVID segment, and you would not believe what's happening to the bees, what's happening in Africa, 
what's happening uh, with contact tracing and our good old friend hydroxychloroquine popping back up. All sorts of very interesting COVID news coming up. Um, so don't go anywhere. But we wanted to take uh, just a quick second to thank some of our new Twitch followers. As y'all know, uh, we're trying to uh, find all sorts of ways to stabilize our streaming. You know, of course, when you rely on uh, services like Twitch and YouTube and all these places, you're always in danger of losing your access to live streaming. So uh, Twitch, we are currently asking for people to A, follow us on Twitch as a backup and turn on notifications um, because you never know when the YouTube notifications will stop. Uh, Also, there's lots of reports that the stream over on Twitch is better and gets interrupted less often. We've already had a couple times uh, during this episode that the YouTube stream was interrupted. And, uh, you know, we want to thank some of our new Twitch followers because some of their names, they're straight up content, baby. They're content to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of them, uh, some of them have, uh, I saw a couple in there today that garners a whole rabbit trail of research so good ones yes that's right so um let's just go down the list here you know a twitch keeps messing with the the list of followers and they keep moving it around uh they've made it very difficult (laughs) to find your list of followers but i think i got it here and i think it's in order so we're just going to go on down the list gons are you ready you got your dinger dinged dinger dinger ready Okay, we're going to start out with this first one that needs some investigation, and it looks like they are a longtime Twitch user, and that is Dark Buddha Mike. Hmm. Dark Buddha Mike. Hmm. Well, thanks for following Dark Buddha Mike. Dan, 1962. We got Killuminati, 1028. Hey. That's right. Ms. Daisy, 66. Ms. Daisy? (laughs) Here's a good one. Nephilim fingers too fat to type. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Nephilim fingers too fat to type. Thanks for the follow. Even though you have an extra finger. Uh, Yeah, that's right. You got extra fingers. You should be good. Uh, We got THR guy. Their guy. Their guy. Thank you, THR guy. Shadow burper. Shadow burper. No, no, no. Show burper. Oh, show burper. Ah, you're you're messing up their names, man. (laughs) That's my bad. Show burper. Oh, nice little callback to the show burps that come up every episode. Uh, Camo snake one. Oh, just one? Just one. Camo snake one. Camel Snake 2 is not a follower yet. Um, This one's good. But like the moon. Get it? I get Get it. it. Yep, I get it. (laughs) All the face like the sun followers should like that one. But like the moon. Uh, Candace Ann. Thank you, Candace Ann. The Pancho Durancho. Thank you. I can't tell you why. Thanks for following. Why not? I can't. Soldier of Yah. All right. Got Not ye. Nope. Yah. <laughs> yah. Uh, Roughneck God. Thank you very much, Roughneck God. Cryptic One RL. Thank you, Cryptic One RL. Nocturnal's Cowl. All right. Handmade in USA. Our Fourth of July follower. Thanks, Handmade in USA. Honkmeister83. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night Chase. All and right. I think that's it. I'll do this one just for safety. Timmy 39. 
There we go. Those are all our new uh, Twitch followers. Thank you guys so much. And, you know, we uh, we do a lot of... Oh, I'm seeing some people saying they didn't get their Twitch shoutouts. I do apologize for that. I'm not sure how Twitch organizes this list. So I'm going to give a shout-out to God-fearing woman. Uh, thank you very much for the follow. And... I think that's it. I can't see anybody else. I didn't hear the one that I wanted to hear. Oh, then you probably saw some other ones. Which one are you talking about? I don't, I don't remember what it was. Something about, something about, uh, Mossad. It was like a, it was like a little Mossad. Is is he an old one? Uh, yeah, Lil Mossad has been going for a few weeks at least. Um, but I do want to mention we've had a few follows during the show and I'm going to go through there. We got limit zero zero one. Thanks for the follow. We got right. Gina is huge. Thanks, Gina. <laughs> this is a good one. What's Gons and Baz gonna say? <laughs> That's a good one. Starve the Beast. That's oh, right. Oh, I like it. Angelica Plays. Mm. Mateo Vava5. Mm. Veronica 6AZ. Mm-hmm. And living by the way. So thank ah, you. I like it. All right. Thank you to all our new Twitch followers. And just to let you, just to remind everybody, please go follow us at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Gons will be posting that in the chat here for you. And if you're over on YouTube, consider just popping over to uh, Twitch for us. Uh, Gons, especially the Face Like the Sun channel, has been demonetized. Um, so we really just stream there just for so people can watch. Um, we don't earn anything off of the YouTube anymore. Um, and Twitch, once we hit some goals, some viewership goals, uh, we will unlock a bunch of cool new tools to make the show better and give some control to things like jingles and all sorts of fun stuff over to the viewers over on Twitch. And the emojis are better. And the attitudes are better. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch is just a it's 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 my favorite chat to read for sure that even just the emojis are are super fun and uh, we are currently sitting at 95 viewers over on Twitch I would love that if we could get it up over a hundred so please if there's at least five of you but let's make it 10 jump over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio thank you so much uh, to all our followers and I think that's it any other anything else to talk about for this break I I saw you put a link in the show notes uh, to teach people how to turn on notifications for Twitch. I thought you did that. No, I didn't do that. Well, no, maybe you, I did. You put that in there like weeks ago and I left it there for you because I didn't oh. know when you wanted to talk about it. But yeah, you oh, put that in there. I'm not, people a, I'm were not a Twitch asking. guy. I th- long story short, I think there's just a little toggle um, on the on our page that you just click, turns on notifications. Okay. So do that. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, okay. Gons, you want to get back to the show? Yes, it's wake-up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. It's wake-up time. Gons, here we go. Mm. Jumping Uh, right in to some COVID news. COVID. That's right. Here we are on the NY Post, the NewYorkPost.com. The article is titled, Bees. The riot control bees. Bees dying of disease eerily similar to coronavirus, British scientists say. 
Oh no, not the bees. The latest buzz in the science world. Honeybees are dying of something that is freakishly similar to coronavirus. Bee populations around the globe have been decimated by a viral disease that creeps into hives via asymptomatic insects and spreads like wildfire. British researchers discovered. Their research even suggests the insects could benefit from social distancing. Oh no. Why don't we give them masks? Let's mandate bee masks while we're at it. The scientists found piles of bee carcasses outside hives infected with chronic bee paralysis virus, which causes severe trembling, flightlessness, and death within a week, the Guardian reported. The infection was once a rarity, but has spread rapidly, according to the researchers at Newcastle University, who examined bees in 25 countries. In Britain, for example, chronic bee paralysis virus took only a decade to invade 39 of 47 English counties and 6 of eight Welsh counties. In the U.S., the infection rate jumped from 0.7% in 2010 to 16% in 2014. Oh, Hmm. wow. So this is an old thing, but spreading quite a bit. The findings published in Nature Communications suggests that the disease is twice as likely to infect commercially harvested bees and that colonies not confined to close quarters might fare better. Quote, you can't do social distancing in a hive as easily, but you can manage it by increasing the space in there, Professor Giles Budge told the website. So there you go, man. Coronavirus has got the bees. Well, just in the same way that the bees act in a hive, maybe mm-hmm. we can use the analogy for humans. Oh, um, now I'm just we picturing cannot it. socially cute, distance in the hive. Cute little bee with a cute little bee mask. Obey. Uh, I like some of the more on bees section here. The headlines here. I didn't <laughs> click on the titles. Massive beehive stolen after it was removed from newly bought house. U uh, S honeybees are doing better after bad year. Okay, even though good. this article says that they're not, mm-hmm. I don't know how this has anything to do with bees, but flying robots with bubble guns could save the planet. Study says, <laughs> And Urban Beekeeper reveals his rooftop rescue and a beef with Martha Stewart. <laughs> more so, on bees. That's more six. on bees. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize it was uh, such, a, such a big thing, but yeah, yeah. I, I want them to live. Maybe we need a vaccine for the bees. You know? We do. We need little bee masks. <laughs> we need a vaccine for the bees. And we need, uh, we need the riot control bees to practice safe social distancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kind of along the lines here, uh, oh, I did want to. Furious inc- Cabbage in YouTube chat said B Ronavirus. B Ronavirus. So I saw that. Yeah. You can get the credit for that. Yeah. Uh, the Locust Watch, F A O dot org. That's hmm. the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. Uh, published this on July 3rd. Desert Locust Situation Update. Mm. And it says here, the unprecedented desert locust threat to food security and livelihoods persist in the Horn of Africa and is increasing in Southwest Asia. In the Horn of Africa, second generation spring swarms are present in Northwest Kenya, Eastern Ethiopia, and parts of Somalia. Breeding continues in Eastern and Northern Ethiopia and in Central and Northern Somalia, where hopper bands are present. Most of the swarms in Northwest Kenya will migrate northward and cross South Sudan to Sudan, while others, uh, other swarms will migrate to Ethiopia. A few swarms could transit northeast Uganda. 
Swarms that concentrate in northern Somalia are likely to move uh, east into the Indo-Pakistan summer breeding areas. And, uh, I mean, it just kind of goes into all of it here. Yeah, and, so the and, locust uh, swarm is is continuing. It's continuing. It's and And I think it's going to cause uh, or potentially cause some food shortages. I think that's yeah. part of the whole UN getting in there with all their technology and the uh, not just like the crypto stuff, but you know, the fake meat and all that, you know, that, that could really, uh, the globalist yeah, well, meat. locusts are a good source of, um, protein there. Whatever oh, happened yeah, to the Chinese too. ducks? Remember the Chinese were uh, breeding millions of ducks to set oh, them right. free to eat all the locusts. Oh, they lost. Yeah. Where are those ducks? The, the humans, the, ducks. the humans, the humans ate them first. They're like, Oh, we have all these ducks. <laughs> Yummy ducks. I'm not going to waste them uh. to eat locusts. That reminds me, I saw a quote recently uh, in a conversation about ducks uh, that said uh, (laughs) something to the effect of all the, uh, oh shoot, what was it? All the passions of man are nothing compared to the massive continuity of ducks. And it's talking about how, you know, as, as humans, we strive, we strive all our lives, but ducks for their entire history as a species, they just need a pond. They just need a pond and some bread and they'll just keep ducking. I mean, technically humans can, all we need is some food and water and we can keep. No gons. We need to strive (laughs) to become rich and famous and powerful. Oh no. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I guess uh, we will launch a new age. That's right. Humans. Humans defined by Trump. This is smdailyjournal.com, and we've been reporting on how South Africa was uh, one of the testing grounds for the vaccine, which is our way of saying vaccine. But I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because YouTube algos hate us anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the headline for this article, people protest against coronavirus vaccine trial in Africa. And this was published mm. back in 2000, or I'm sorry, July 1st, 2020. And uh, just the, the picture here of these uh, South African people holding up signs. One of them says, hashtag no to gates poison. We don't want the gates of hell here. Another one, uh, we not guinea pigs, no unsafe vaccine. So kind of get the sentiment there. Johannesburg Mm -hmm. protesters against the Africa's first COVID-19 vaccine trial burned their face masks Wednesday as experts note a worrying level of resistance and misinformation around testing on the continent. Mm -hmm. Hey, (laughs) kind of sounds like here too. Anti-vaccine sentiment in Africa is, quote, the worst I've ever seen, the CEO of the Gavi Vaccine Alliance, Seth Berkeley, told an African Union vaccine conference last week. Quote, in general, people in Africa know the disease and want to protect each other, he said. In this case, the rumor mill has been dramatic. The trial that began last week in Johannesburg is part of one already underway in Britain on the vaccine developed at the University of Oxford. We reported on that a couple episodes ago. Some 2,000 volunteers in South Africa are expected to take part. It's important that vaccines be tested in Africa to see how they perform in the local context. Professor of vaccinology Shabir Madhi, leader of the new COVID-19 vaccine trial in South Africa, told reporters and others in the webinar Saturday but the small band of demonstrators who gathered Wednesday at the University of the 
Witwatersrand, or Witwatersrand, where the trial is based, reflect long-running fears among some in Africa over testing drugs on people who don't understand the risks. Quote, the people chosen as volunteers for the vaccination, they look as if they're from poor backgrounds, not qualified yeah. enough to understand. Protest organizer uh, Fapano uh, Pasha told the Associated Press ahead of the event, we believe they are manipulating the vulnerable. The activist and political commentator brought up the widely circulated remarks earlier this year by a French researcher, Jean-Paul Mira, who said, quote, if I can be provocative, shouldn't we be doing this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatments, no resuscitation? He compared it to some AIDS studies, quote, in prostitutes, we try things because we know that they are highly exposed and that they do not protect themselves. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, the narrative we got, uh, this is a further quote, the narrative we got is our continent is a dumping ground, Fasha yeah. said. First, ensure the vaccines work elsewhere before bringing it to Africa, she added. Uh, I think we kind of get the point here of what uh, yeah, the whole well, thing is. It's a little big history. problem. And it's great yeah. to hear Africans standing up because even African leaders of several African nations straight up, you know, won't let Gates come in right. because that that's kind of the problem. Yeah, we developed this uh, vaccine. And of course, Bill Gates has a history of testing his vaccines on African people. And of course, it comes, uh, you know, the the twist, the spin doctor says that yeah we we uh, have this vaccine and we want to give it to the the poor people in africa because they really des deserve it but they give it to them before it's tested and it sounds like the africans are fed up with it and that's that's great there's you know africa is not your testing ground for an unproven uh vaccine that you're gonna see how it works see if it works see if it's dangerous test it out see what the the numbers are on it before giving it to americans it's just a, it's wrong and it's the same reason why uh, gates is so hated in india he pulled the same thing in india as well so yeah, yeah i mean it's really sick it's sick man the, the way that they do this why why test it on people in africa why why even call it testing I mean, it's just wrong. I don't yeah, like it. It's wrong, and uh, I got friends over there. I, I've been over there. I got I got contacts, and they all they, they, I get this from them. I'm not making yeah. this up. Yeah, I know. Um, it says here uh, a couple more paragraphs here in the article. As the pandemic picks up speed in Africa, health officials are urging that any vaccine be distributed uh, equitably around the world. A quarter of all vaccines for other diseases are used in Africa, and yet the continent has little production capacity, putting its 1.3 billion people at risk of being near the end of the line for any COVID-19 vaccine. The new global attention to racial injustice creates a key time to act. The head of the Nigeria uh, Center of Disease Control told the AU vaccine conference last week, quote, if we don't use this moment when, for the better or worse, we have the political attention of people, we will regret it. Chikwe Ehikwiazi uh, said, Africa must play a role in the new vaccine trials. The vice chancellor of the University of Cape Town, Momogeti uh, Fakeng. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not curse. That is his name. Fakeng. <laughs> uh, and their chair of South Africa's Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, 
Thokozani Majosi wrote this month in the Sunday Times newspaper. They too brought up the French researchers' comments and they criticized the calls for an African-only approach to finding a vaccine, saying it would pull the continent even further from the global stage. Uh, it would be tragic, this is a quote, it would be tragic if Africa chose not to take part at all levels in clinical trials of a COVID-19 vaccine or any medical treatment that could save lives, they said. And it's, you know, some of the leaders are in bed with these globalist organizations here and they have money tied up and uh they have to side with uh with them so yeah of um, course yeah it's just uh, it's it's a bad situation i think but I, i'm glad people are standing up hopefully you know I, I don't know i don't know that it's going to make that much of a difference though it's the same with america well, you know, the people they- even in this article, they put the spin saying, uh, let me see here. Da, 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 where is it? In general, people in Africa know the diseases. Uh, da, da, da. In this case, the rumor mill has been dramatic. They talk about how there's a huge anti-vax um, movement in Africa. And then they say, oh, but it was just a small band. Small of group. Dem- yeah. It's just a small group who right. say that who holding up signs like, well, which is it? Is it a big group or a little group? <laughs> it's only a big group when you uh, characterize it as uh, f- false information <laughs> or a growing conspiracy theory. But it's a small group when they are actually, you know, showing up and making a statement. People in the chat are making fun of me. They're saying that I should be canceled because I because I said a bad word. <laughs> Why yeah. don't you try saying this word, Basil? This name here. Which one? That I highlighted. It's in oh, the uh, third well, to last s- paragraph. Okay, hold on. Let me pick it up. Let me pick it up and try. One, two, three. Uh, Africa must play a role in new vaccine trials. The vice chancellor of the University of Cape Town, Mama Gethi Fakeng. I think I did a great job. Fakeng. Faking. It still sounds like I'm I'm like a you know, just fresh off the boat saying it. Fake canceled. Gons is canceled. I'm canceled. And while we're on the subject, uh let's uh, hit this nice article. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? All right, Gons, a little update on the contact tracing. New York County issues subpoenas. Yeah. To people refusing to talk to contact tracers. Yikes. That's right, folks. Open your doors. Let the snitches in or else you oh get subpoenaed. Gosh. The article reads, officials in New York's Rockland County said Wednesday they are being forced to issue subpoenas. What? Officials are being forced to issue subpoenas to compel people to speak to contact tracers about a coronavirus outbreak because they are not speaking voluntarily. That's America for you, folks. You're free. You're free until you're not. Yeah. (laughs) The county's health commissioner, Patricia Rupert, said at a news conference that subpoenas are being issued to eight people who were infected at a recent party in Clarkstown, New York, north of New York City, but who are refusing to cooperate with contact tracers seeking to interview them to determine who else they were in contact with and could be at risk of spreading the virus. The drastic step of issuing subpoenas in a contact tracing investigation illustrates a problem officials have cited around the country that many people are not answering their phones 
or cooperating when contact tracers try to talk to them. No kidding, because <laughs> yeah. this is America. I don't need to talk to contact tracers. Get a warrant, contact tracer. Public health officials say contact tracing is a key step in slowing the spread of coronavirus. <sighs> the process interviews infected people about who they may have been in contact with, so those people can be notified and asked to quarantine for 14 days to prevent further spread of the virus. Rupert said the host of the party in question was symptomatic with coronavirus, but held the party anyway, terrorist. At least <laughs> eight people have been infected, and officials are trying to figure out if more were exposed. Quote, we are not receiving the necessary cooperation when we contact those who are positive for COVID-19 or those who have been at some of these gatherings, Rupert said. My staff has been told that a person does not wish to or have to speak to my disease investigators. <laughs> okay. My staff has been told that a person does not wish to or have to speak to my disease investigators. They hang up. They deny being at the party, even though we have found their name from another party attendee or a parent provides us with the information. Quote, many do not answer their cell phones and do not call back, she added. Sometimes parents answer for their adult children and oh, promise gosh. that they have been... You're calling my mom, bro? <laughs> Mom. Sometimes, <laughs> Mom, I told you, don't tell the contract don't tracers tell. where I live. Uh, sometimes parents answer for their adult children and promise that they have been home consistently. Oh, Mama's got your back when they have when they have not. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I keep chopping this up. Let me read it in total. Sometimes parents answer for their adult children and promise that they have been home consistently when they have not been. This must stop. <laughs> Mama's covering for you. That's a good mom right there. Do you have the mom jingle mom. handy? Yeah, hang on. Let me pull it up here. I think I got it right here. Mother, there is no other like mother. So treat her right, treat her right, come on. That's right. That's right. Mama's not going to give you up. The frustrations have now led to subpoenas, she said. Quote, uh. <laughs> Mama can't protect you from the subpoena. I like how, yeah, imagine that conversation, you know. Oh, these mothers, what are we going to do? Subpoenas. All Let's these drop moms the bomb. are being moms. Oh, Quote, unfortunately, I'm now forced by these circumstances to send subpoenas to the individuals who are required to cooperate with us. Oh, my gosh. This official sounds like a baby. Uh, Rupert said, <laughs> failure to comply will be costly. $2,000 per day. <laughs> yeah, right, bro. Try it. <laughs> Try it. Ed Day, the county executive, added that officials are not looking to get anyone in trouble, only to speak to them to find out who else might be infected to help uh -huh. slow the spread of the virus. Quote, mm -hmm. we want people to do the right thing for their neighbors and oh, voluntarily yeah. speak to health officials, he said, but are resorting to subpoenas when that did not happen. He said he will not, quote, have the health of our county compromised because of ignorance, stupidity or obstinance. Wow. Yeah. Those are strong words coming from a, a, a county official. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. Right. So there I you go. Not Legal action. Legal action being taken uh, for those who are not talking to the snitches. I, I don't know. I yeah. guess this is like expected to some degree, but 
Well, they've been threatening this, but it's crazy to actually see it happening. I mean, are they really going to start charging people two grand a day? That's a and lot what, of money, and what? Uh, I don't know. It's what are you going to get? Uh, yeah. yeah. Good luck. That's my analysis. Yeah. Good luck. Good analysis. <laughs> Just stupid. I don't know. I, I get out of New York, maybe. Yeah. All right. I know people have What's been saying next? that about where I am. More COVID. More COVID news. COVID. I uh, got a couple articles on this. I'm going to read the CNN one because it's CNN. It's always, you know, interesting mm-hmm. to see what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, edition.cnn.com. Study finds hydroxychloroquine may have boosted survival. But other researchers have doubts. Oh, yes, you know, of course. They, uh, and if you if you haven't been on the hydroxychloroquine uh, roller coaster, just to catch you up, uh, it was uh, an experimental um, process, giving it to people with COVID early on, uh, mixed with other things like zinc and azithromycin. Uh, doctors were saying that it was uh, having great consequent or great, uh, I guess, consequent. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, results. Great results. If you catch it early with a covid patient, then Trump got on board and suddenly it was a horrible idea. Don't take it. <laughs> Anthony Fauci actually said you will die if you take hydroxychloroquine. And uh, well, of course, we know he, he has a big hand in Gilead, the makers of remdesivir, which quickly took the public attention away from hydroxychloroquine. And the Trump administration has bought uh, a half a million doses at three at thirty two hundred bucks a piece of remdesivir to make it available to Americans. But CNN scam. coming out. Got, got Such the spin a doctors on hydroxychloroquine again. Spin doctors. And, uh, of course, we, since you mentioned Fauci, we know that Fauci is, uh, is, is the king of science. Science yes. is truth. Science is truth. Uh, remember, this is CNN. A surprising new study found the controversial, uh, controversial anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine helped patients better survive in the hospital. But the findings, like the federal government's use of the drug itself, were disputed. A team at Henry Ford Health System in Southeast Michigan said Thursday their study of 2,541 hospitalized patients found that those given hydroxychloroquine were much less likely to die. Dr. Marcos or Marcus Zervos, Division Head of Infectious Disease for Henry Ford Health System, said 26% of those not given hydroxychloroquine died compared to 13% of those who got the drug. The team looked back at everyone treated in the hospital system since the first patient in March. Quote, hmm. overall crude mortality rates were 18.1% in the entire cohort, 13.5% in the hydroxychloroquine alone group, 20.1% among those receiving hydroxychloroquine plus uh, azithromycin, 22. 22.4% eh. <laughs> among the azithromycin alone group and 26.4% for neither drug. The team wrote in a report published in the International Journal of Infectious Diseases. So that's a 14% difference from hydroxychloroquine from the nothing drug. Right. Uh, It's a surprising finding because several other studies have found no benefit from hydroxychloroquine, a drug originally developed to treat and prevent malaria. 
President Donald Trump touted the drug heavily, but later studies found not only did patients not do better if they got the drug, they were more likely to suffer cardiac side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little, that's a nice little sidestep. Like, oh, you're, you, yeah, you're going to get cardiac side effects from well, it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Fauci and uh, Cuomo both came out and said, don't take it. You're going to die of a heart attack. Yeah. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration withdrew its emergency youth authorization for the drug earlier this month and trials around the world, including trials sponsored by the World Health Organization and the National Institute of Health, were halted. Researchers not involved in the Henry Ford study pointed out it wasn't of the same quality of the studies, showing hydroxychloroquine did not help patients and said other treatments, such as the use of the steroid dexamethasone, the methazone, dexamethasone, is there that you how go. you say it? Mm-hmm. Uh, might have accounted for the better survival of some patients. Quote, our results do differ from other studies, uh, Zervos told a news conference. What we think was important in ours is that patients were treated early. For hydroxychloroquine to have a benefit, it needs to begin before the patients begin to suffer some of the severe immune reactions that patients can have with COVID. He, a- he added, uh, which kind of just as a commentary and th- something that people had pointed out early on in this whole COVID thing. Why aren't they telling us how to strengthen our immune system in general? You know, yeah. Why is it always a vaccine or a, you know, a chemical to help the process? Not like, Hey, because remdesivir is $3,200, man. Know, you gotta I get know. the money, baby. Money, money, money. The Henry Ford team also monitored patients carefully for heart problems. He said, Quote, the combination of hydroxychloroquine plus uh, azithromycin was reserved for selected patients with severe COVID-19 and with minimal cardiac risk factors, the team wrote. The Henry Ford team said they believe their findings showed hydroxychloroquine could uh, could be potentially useful as a treatment for coronavirus. Quote, it's important to note that in the right settings, this potentially could be a lifesaver for patients. Dr. Stephen Kalkanis, CEO of the Henry Ford Medical Group, said at the news conference, Kalkanis said that their findings do not necessarily contradict those of earlier studies. Quote, we also want to make the point that just because our results differ from some others that may have been published, it doesn't make those studies wrong or definitely a conflict. What is simply what it simply means is that by looking at the nuanced data of which patients actually benefited and when we might be able to further unlock the code of how this disease works. He said, unlock the code, unlock the code, much more work needs to be done to elucidate what the final treatment uh, plan should be for COVID-19. Calcanis added, but we feel that these are critically important results to add to the mix of how we move forward. If there's a second surge, I thought we were already in the second surge. That's uh, what I'm, yeah, we are. But, uh, anyway, allegedly. Allegedly, uh, you know, messed up numbers and, uh, you know, CDC changing the way they measure it and stuff. But, but we are in the second surge. And in relevant other parts of the world, now we can help people combat this disease and to reduce the mortality rate. And uh, that's enough CNN right there. I don't think we need to necessarily go on. But there you go. Hydroxychloroquine study shows that it does help. Although CNN trying to... I don't know. It's kind of funny that they're, they're sort of trying to sound center of the, you know, kind of middle ground, but yeah, well, uh, it is only interesting because that they would even print this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Only because I think, uh, you know, the, the optics of 
the uh, scientific, you know, they, they made science, the, the champion, the King, the truth. And when there's scientific when evidence goes against, <laughs> yeah, when there's scientific evidence that goes against their political, that's the crazy thing. Stance, yeah. Science kind of is a, truth. Unless it disagrees with, uh, Fauci. Yeah, exactly. And then they got to kind of wishy washy, go back and forth. Uh, not, not clear, although they, you know, they report on it, but you know, continue to suggest that it was, it was a particular kind of research and particular mm. conditions that allowed for this uh, hydroxychloroquine to work. You know what would be valuable is um, going into the financial history of that Henry Ford research oh, I'm sure center, somebody's done it. hospital. Yeah, I'm sure somebody has done it. Of course, Johns, Hops, Johns Hopkins, you know, can, uh, has CIA connections and is, uh, you know, highly funded by, uh, organizations that uh, are you know coming from the left side of the aisle. I wonder if this Henry Ford Hospital is is a right leaning organization or maybe not. Maybe independent. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll Interesting see. to see. All right. Well, speaking of which, um, I'm over here on some place called OffGuardian.org talking about some more COVID, baby. Uh. Now, this is interesting. I've never seen offguardian.org before, so I don't know anything about the outlet. Um, but I think this article kind of will, will tell you something about it. The article's titled, quote, No one has died from the coronavirus, end quote. Hmm. A high-profile European pathologist is reporting that he and his colleagues across Europe have not found any evidence of any deaths from the novel coronavirus. Now, on that continent, the front, yes, on that continent. Now you gotta, uh, those listening can't see this, but the word from is italicized. Yeah. So this is a high profile European pathologist is reporting that he and his colleagues across Europe have not found any evidence of any deaths from the novel coronavirus on that continent. Let's see what they mean. Dr. Stoyan Alexov, oh, Russians, man, uh, called the World Health Organization a criminal medical organization for creating yeah. worldwide fear and chaos without providing objectively verifiable truth of a pandemic. Truth. Another stunning revelation from Bulgaria. Oh, it's Bulgaria. Another stunning revelation from Bulgarian Pathology Association, BPA. President Dr. Alexov is that he believes it's currently impossible to create a vaccine against the virus. Mm. He also, uh, yeah, he also revealed that European pathologists haven't identified any antibodies that are specific for SARS-CoV-2. These stunning statements raise major questions, including about officials and scientists' claims regarding the many vaccines they're rushing into clinical trials around the world, such as Africa. They also raise doubt about the veracity of claims of discovery of anti-novel coronavirus antibodies, which are beginning to be used to treat patients. Novel coronavirus-specific antibodies are supposedly the basis for expensive serology test kits being used in many countries, some of which have been found to be unacceptably inaccurate. In fact, Gans, we found, uh, we read a story a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode, about a whole shipment of tons of yeah. uh, fake coronavirus tests well, being brought. The, 
weren't they like weren't they uh well yeah they were fake and there wasn't there another one that had uh like positive tests like prior to yeah, pr- yeah pre-positive pre-positive tests, tests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and they're purportedly key to the immunity certificates immunity certificates coveted mm. by bill gates that are about to go into widespread use in the form of the covey pass in 15 countries including the uk us and canada Yikes. dr alexov made his jaw-dropping observation in a video interview summarizing the consensus of participants in a may 8th 2020 european society of pathology webinar on covid19 the may 13th video interview of dr alexov was conducted by dr Dr. Stoiko Katsarov, chair of the Center for Protection of Citizens' Rights in Sofia, and a former Bulgarian deputy minister of health. The video is on the BPA's website, which also highlights some of Dr. Alexov's main points. We asked a native Bulgarian speaker with a science background to orally translate the video interview into English. Uh, we then transcribed her translation. The video is here and our English transcript is here. Uh, again, just a reminder to everybody, all the links to the stories that we cover are available on canarycrynewstalk.com. You can also listen to the podcast version but I do recommend that everybody go there and copy uh, all these links uh, and put them in your own little research document folder there because yeah. you want to you wanna get the links to these videos and this English trans- transcript of the video. Uh, continuing, among the major bombshells Dr. Alexov dropped is that the leaders of the May 8th ESP webinar said no novel coronavirus-specific antibodies have been found. The body forms antibodies specific to pathogens it encounters these specific antibodies are known as mono monoclonal antibodies and are a key tool in pathology this is done via immunohistochemistry which involves tagging antibodies with colors and then coating the biopsy or autopsy tissue uh, slides with them. After giving the antibodies time to bind to the pathogens, they're specific for the pathologists can look at the slides under a microscope and see the specific places where the colored antibodies and therefore the pathogens they're bound to are located. Therefore, in the absence of monoclonal antibodies to the novel coronavirus, pathologists cannot verify whether SARS-CoV-2 is present in the body or whether the disease and deaths attributed it uh, to it indeed were caused by the virus rather than by something else. It would be easy to dismiss Dr. Alexov as just another crank conspiracy theorist. After all, many people believe they're everywhere these days spreading dangerous misinformation about COVID-19 and other issues. In addition, little of what Dr. Alexov alleges was the consensus from the May 8th webinar is in the publicly viewable parts of the proceedings. But keep in mind that whistleblowers often stand alone because the vast majority of people are afraid to speak out publicly. Also, Dr. Alexov has an unimpungable. Uh, unimpugnable record and reputation. He's been a physician for 30 years. He's president of the BPA, a member of ESP's advisory board, and head of histopathology department at the Oncology Hospital in the Bulgarian capital of Sofia. On top of that, there's other support for what Dr. Alexov is saying. For example, the director of the Institute of Forensic Medicine at the University Medical Center in 
Hamburg-Eppendorf in Germany said in media interviews that there's a striking dearth of solid evidence for COVID-19's lethality. Quote, COVID-19 is a fatal disease only in exceptional cases, but in most cases, it is a predominantly harmless virus viral infection, Dr. Klaus Puschel told the German paper in April, adding in another interview, quote, in quite a few cases, we have also found that the current corona infection has nothing whatsoever to do with the fatal outcome because other causes of death are present. For example, a brain hemorrhage or a heart attack. COVID-19 is not particularly dangerous viral disease. All speculation about individual deaths that have not been expertly examined only fuel anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, and this goes on. It's actually a rather long uh, article that goes on for about 100 more paragraphs. Um did you see anything else in there that would be of utmost importance that isn't covered in the first half here? No, I think the stuff I had highlighted, you already passed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But I do want to read this quote here. This is from Dr. Alexoff talking about Bill Gates. And he said, quote, we need to see exactly how the law will deal with immunization and that vaccines that we're all talking about, because I'm certain it's currently not possible to create a vaccine against covid I'm not sure what exactly Bill Gates is doing with his laboratories. Is it really a vaccine he's producing or something else? Ooh. I mean, I mean, the point that Sounds he's like even a conspiracy theory to me, I, Gons. <laughs> but the fact that this guy, you know, this well-established guy is questioning what Bill Gates is even doing in his science laboratories. I mean, is there no <laughs> way to vet this? No, because I mean, Bill Gates is our savior, apparently. <sighs> And science is truth. If science is truth, then what about what this guy is saying, who's a well-respected, you know, man in science? You know, the sad thing is, and this is a really, this is the really sad part about this, is it's because he's Bulgarian. It's because he's from Bulgaria yeah. that Americans who, you know, the world is centered around us and uh, we'd rather believe whoever's lying to us in America than believe a 30 year veteran physician and head of this and that and that other thing uh, because he's from Bulgaria. Yeah. That's the sad truth. It is true. Yep. We don't believe any scientist that isn't from the U.S. or the U.K. And then we test fake drugs on uh, Africans. It's wrong. Yeah. That's, yeah everything's wrong. And, you know, uh, I had this clip ready. I don't know what happened to it, um, but you know, he's, he's going heavy against or heavy into the who the world health organization. And over the last week here, uh, there was a clip that came out that uh, from the world health organization of a lady who basically said that it's not, I can't remember the specific words she used because it was sort of sciencey, uh, but basically saying that it's not as contagious as uh as we were making it out to be and it was it was carried around because it was the who it was the world health organization right. basically coming out and saying like yeah it's not as scary as yeah, we're making it out to be the current uh transmissibility rate and there's another word for it that i forget off the top of my head is 1.6 i think so everybody who gets it will uh give it to 1.6 other people which right. uh is i believe right about on par with the flu yeah here it is right here uh this is uh, this was uh tweeted by beach milk but the, the clip, the clip nice. here, 
We'll uh, play a part of it here. Data we have, it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual. Uh, I didn't quite get that. Can I hear that one more time? I'm serious. I could not tell what you just said. It's a Newsmax reporter here. <laughs> getting getting pretty sarcastic uh, there. Uh, did she respond? From Was the data we have, it still uh. seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual. Right. That, that's the quote. And I, I think they have another doctor, uh, David Samadhi, in here to kind of comment on it. And break it down. Do you want to hear yeah, that part? Yeah, they they had to take it part. They had to take it back. It was like that the the next speaker or someone had to be like, no, 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 don't listen to her. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, you know, again, uh, when you have comments like science is truth, we're talking about a religious thing here. This yeah. is not true science. This is it's a political scientism. Is scientism. This is a scientific dictatorship, the technocracy, whatever you want to label it. That's what it is. It's scientific elitism. And uh, now that it's become politicized, uh, no one's really free from, you know, having you know, a spin. And that was my experience on my 4th of July experience. It was ah, like, yes, you know, I, I started I started off with the conversation about the study in the Baltimore Sun about how uh, the protests helped slow the coronavirus you know right. tens of thousands <laughs> right. of people right. being not social distancing and chanting and spraying their germs all over each other was safer than people not doing that and brought up the uh, the you know but but outdoor weddings that's that's a death sentence type of thing and <laughs> right. ran through all the numbers with them and ran through all of it and I, I was trying to do it in a truth bomb way like hey this doesn't make any sense right like this yeah. is this is social engineering this is wrong they're like no actually that makes a lot of sense that's really cool I'm like no you're missing <laughs> the point oh my gosh what, yeah. who, what kind of normies were you hanging out with it sounds like they're normies, like man. uh like mind controlled. That's that's what a normie is. Like the reptilians are like bleep 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 bleep. You know, you're like trying to drop truth bombs, and they're like bleep bleep bleep. Irrational yeah. brain connection. Yeah, don't defend. Don't, do not comprehend logic. <laughs> defend idiocy. Uh, yeah. So I don't know this this whole thing. Uh, when you again, there is no consensus amongst the people in science. Right. You only have a alleged consensus with certain figures that are placed in front of us from world organizations mm-hmm. that uh, are suggesting one thing or another and wear masks and, and most of it politicians yeah. uh, that are bought, you know, bought and paid for locally in your States or whatever. So it's the whole thing is frustrating. Yeah. One thing that is uh, not that frustrating is that we are number two right now oh. on the uh, Twitch uh, podcast category. I think it's That's a thumbnail. Nice. Yeah, we're number two. People's attention. People love it. It's great. Thanks. Welcome everybody who's coming in on the coming in from the uh, the Twitch category here. We are number two, and the people in number one spot uh, have less viewers than us. So I'm not sure how this is ranked, (laughs) but maybe if we get more viewers, we can pop into that number one spot. So if you're over on YouTube, head to Twitch.tv/slash Canary Cry Radio. Let's try to get into that number one spot over on Twitch. And this um, is a and this is a particular uh, like sub 
category in Twitch, right? Not all Twitch people. Yes, it's, not all it's Twitch subcategory talk shows and podcasts. Right. Um, okay. And just want to clear that up because no, you know no, we, we got the shill thing. You guys are number number top three in the Twitch stream. You guys, you guys are shills. Oh yeah, no, we, we can't. Get that, we can't so. top off uh, some of the other categories that the top viewerships have like eight thousand viewers at a time. Yeah. But on in our category, we're number two, and I think if we get a handful more people coming over from YouTube, we can hit number one, folks. Let's right. uh, help spread the truth. That's another reason why it's good to um, um, leave ratings and reviews, and also watch on Twitch, is because YouTube we're shadow banned. We we we're not put on any lists we're not suggested to anybody twitch uh still suggests our show to people and the more viewers we have on twitch uh it'll suggest uh it to more people and when they go to talk shows and podcasts they'll see us at number one and they'll tune in and get the truth folks so you can actively help uh spread the truth by watching on twitch so head to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio uh gons if you want to pop that link in there one more time see if we can get another nice little chunk of people hit number one baby um but until that happens let's uh hit this last covid story COVID. And this is a wallstreetjournal.com article, and I don't have the full article as oh, no, usual. Neither do I. Yeah, it's called. I thought you had it. I don't. We'll, it's okay. we'll just it. we'll mention it, and um, okay. the, the image there is pretty interesting too uh, for people that are watching. Rethinking the hospital for the next pandemic. They're uh -oh. setting us up for the next pandemic, which we'll get into with the whole China, China story uh, in the next segment there. Um. Uh, well, the parts where we can read of this article, hospitals are rethinking how they operate in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and preparing for a future where such crisis may become a grim fact of life. Of course they are. With the potential for resurgence of the coronavirus and some scientists warning about outbreaks from other infectious diseases, hospitals don't want to be caught flat-footed again. So more of them are turning to new protocols and new technology to overhaul standard operating procedure from the time patients show up at an emergency room through admission treatment and discharge. And did you, were you able to find this on another? I'm pulling up a couple links right now. Because yes. uh, I think okay, I have good. it. Yeah. Good. Because uh, I want to know. Yeah. It got this, mirrored uh, over on apkmetro.com. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where you stopped, but I'll just go for it here. It's uh, I stopped after the second episode about treatment and discharge. The paragraph. Yeah. Okay. With the potential for resurgences of the coronavirus and a few scientists warning about outbreaks of different infectious illnesses, hospitals don't wish to be caught flat footed once more. So extra of them. Oh gosh. What? So extra of them are turning to new protocols and new expertise to overtake customers. Oh, I wonder. Interesting. I wonder processes. if they did that to try to like uh, throw off some algos. Throw off the algos, yeah. Because yeah. in this one it says so more of them are turning to new protocols and new technology. Yeah, interesting. So they must have changed it a little bit uh, so they could steal it for, from the Wall Street Journal. That's fun. Well, let's see what else. Typo. Oh, yay. It's we get typo. to use the typo. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, from the time sufferers present up to the emergency room by means of admission, remedy, and discharge. They're discovering methods to triage and examine in sufferers remotely, quarantine the contaminated in separate services, and scale back bodily contact with caregivers to stop the unfold of illness. And they're enhancing follow-up with previously contaminated sufferers and others to search for pink flags of illness. What? <laughs> Dude, whoever... I don't know if this is going to That work, had to be man. red flag, right? They had yeah. to have changed that from red flag. I mean, that is brilliant. <laughs> they Someone went in it. there and was like, hey, we'll just change a couple words here and there. Red mm. flag? Eh, pink flag. Yeah, pink flag. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we'll keep going. We'll we'll tr- see if we can make it through this. It might be too ridiculous, but uh, yeah. Well, that's always better. Yeah. The goal is to have the ability to isolate and deal with infectious sufferers whereas uh persevering with with to supply different okay. The goal is to have the ability to isolate and deal with infectious sufferers, whereas persevering with to supply different, very important providers that hold (laughs) folks wholesome and convey within the income hospitals desperately to have hold their doorways open. No, this isn't going to (laughs) work. They're really scared of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, they're going to come after them or something. They thought they were going to get away with stealing this article, but they it, it can't be done. Shoot. Well, hmm. well we get well, the idea. They're trying yeah, to well, restructure the whole infrastructure. Yeah, they're trying to make a- autonomous hospitals, basically, that right. don't have, uh, you know, right now you have nurses walking around all the time taking care of people. They're looking for ways to not need uh, human beings. It's kind of a flippy update. So it is uh, kind of a flippy update. It's yeah. also, uh, it's definitely, Oh gosh, where is my jingle? Uh, I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. That's a totally right. people zoo situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, we well, knew this from the get go with the whole, I mean, that was like our first reaction to the whole lockdown and Corona and the whole deal was, Oh, they're going to roll out the robots. They're going to roll out the technology, uh, you know, the vaccines and whatnot. But, but I mean, that was my first reaction to the whole thing was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're, they're getting ready to really roll out like the machines and all that kind of stuff and and up that game. And certainly we're seeing the, uh, I guess the pressures. Yeah. Robotic nurse, you know, robotic nurses to check up on patients, uh, tele telemedicine from the other room so they don't you know have to come in contact and i'm reading through the rest of this article uh, the the bootlegged version <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a bootleg. and it just gets worse as it goes oh, no. through yeah it, it probably, just gets worse okay just, well we'll skip yeah. that one we'll we'll look for something for next show okay. um apologize <laughs> but that was pretty funny yeah you might need Okay. All right. Well, with that, Gons, I think it's time we take uh, one more short little break here before we finish out the show. Um, There's going to be a bunch of Chinese news, folks, so don't go anywhere. And Uh, a Nephilim update. Yes. Quick break. And then uh, we got the news on the China-U.S. Cold War going on. We got uh, some bubonic plague popping up. Uh, Also, some banking problems in China, which is spooky uh, because, I don't know, that's the type of thing that we keep hearing people talk about over here. Um, So we'll see how that's playing out in China, as well as a Nephilim update. So don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a quick break. It's break time. (laughs) 
take a That's break. right. We're just going to take a real quick break. And uh, I want to start off this quick break, Gons, by thanking some new Twitch followers real quick. Let's do it. Um, are you ready? Dinger is ready. Okay. I'm going to start out with Flat Earth Dude. Right, flat earth. Thank dude. you very much, flat earth dude. We got jazz one oh two Z Jazz. E jazzy jazzy. It's like a radio station. Welcome to Jazz 102 Z Jazz. <laughs> uh we got Becca Adams 81. Thank you, Becca. Soul Fit 7. Ed Max 69. Anonymous Cosmonaut. Saw 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 Anonymous Cosmonaut in the chat. Thanks for being here, buddy. Uh right. Fruitful Mind. And that is it. Those are all our new ones. So thank you very much for following us on the show. Now, here is the thing, folks. I want to uh, I want to remind you that we are on the value for value model. What does that mean? That's kind of a homogenous term. Well, usually with podcasting, and I remember this is okay. I wanted to talk to you about this, Gons. I I thought about this, and I meant to uh, text this to you before the weekend, and I just forgot. Mm. When you and I first started podcasting, uh, almost ten years ago now, and uh, you know we were using company property to record the the <laughs> early episodes yes yeah. of canary yeah. cry radio we got in trouble and our boss at the time he uh he had a conversation with us or with yeah. me i believe you were there i was there and, yeah yeah and he said um he said first of all he said what we do is not kingdom work which was yeah. hurtful and yeah, uh we showed you boss <laughs> yeah <laughs> Number I remember two. his name too. Should I say his name? No, First I thought name? about it too. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll call we'll him Ted. Him. We'll call we'll call him Normie. No, we'll call him Normie Ted. Normie yeah, Ted. And Ted, uh, he also said that podcasts weren't good for anything except for marketing. <laughs> Meaning, do you remember him saying that? I he do said, remember that. Yeah, he said they're only good for marketing. Meaning that the only reason for podcasts is to advertise. Um, and that's, that's what they're good for. That's, that's their economic, uh, ideal is to advertise, which now is so sad because as we know, and if you're a listener of this show, you need to take this to heart. Advertising is mind control. And, uh, when a podcast or any show, any content creator for that matter, uh, gains your trust and your eyeballs and your attention and turns around and sells that, to a uh, company to advertise to you, they they are turning you into a product. And we don't believe in that. Uh, we do not consider you guys products for us to sell uh, to, to companies. And we do not believe in the brainwashing practices of uh, advertising. And that is what's wrong with the world. That's what's turned content creation into the mess that it is. And we are very happy and proud to subscribe to the value for value model. Now, what does that mean? It means we create value. We put out this show for you. We do it like nine hours a week of content, uh, which is incredible. Still stuns me that we're able to do that much. And uh, then it's your chance. You have the opportunity to put value back in. You put in what you get out of it. And uh, uh, conversely, I think you get what you put into it. And uh, both of those are true. And what we're going to do is take a second to thank some of our new producers. That's right. We don't uh, 
take donations. We're not a 501c3, meaning we can say whatever we want. We don't do advertisements. Can you imagine us saying the things we say and having to convince an <laughs> advertiser not to take their money away from us? We can only do uh, we can only do certain types of products that uh, I, I don't know would be beneficial. No, necessarily. we'd have to do uh, male enhancement pills or something <laughs> like Alex Jones. Um, but we don't do that. Okay, hey, we, hey, uh, hey Alex Jones, he he self brands. Okay, hey, he he makes about ten million a year, or he did at one point. So, oh my gosh, he was making ten million selling he that figured stuff. Figured something out. Yeah, oh. he was making a lot of money. We should just, um, we but, should just do that. We should put a white label some stuff. <laughs> Just whatever people are into. It doesn't matter. We just canary cry it. Canary cry sell it male, to you. male vitality pills. No, Break no, the no. cage. No, no, no. We don't believe okay. in that. What we do, we don't have donors. We have producers because this is the real world. Yeah. And in the real world, if you help pay for a production of uh, a show, whether it's television or radio, you are a producer of the show. And uh, Gons, we've got some new producers since our last show. We what do. day was our last show? Was that July 1st? July 1st, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm over here on patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, I want to thank our new producers. You ready? Yes. Okay. Gong ready. Gong is ready. We actually have an upgraded uh, producer, a very generous upgraded producer, uh, Anthony G. Thank you very much, Anthony G. We appreciate it. We've got our new producer, Andrew. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Andrew. And we've got a new producer named Robert. Thank Bobby. you so much, Robert. Robbie. No, I said um, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Come Bobby. On. Bob. Okay. <laughs> well, Maybe. he knows. He might go by either. Yeah. Um, so those are producers who chose to go to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. We also have patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. And mm-hmm. over there, I want to thank, uh-oh, lots of deletions over there. We have yeah, one new producer yes. over there, and their name is Baya. Oops, Baya. There we go. Thank you very much, thank Baya. You, Baya. We appreciate you. Those are our new producers over on the Patreon accounts, patreon.com slash CCNT. And please consider if you get any value out of this show uh, or you want to get more value, head over to patreon.com slash CCNT. We'll throw the uh, link in the, it's both in the show notes as well as the uh, chat here in a moment. And uh, you too can become a producer of Canary Cry News Talk. Um, But if you don't like Patreon, you can head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. And over there at canarycryradio.com slash support, there are other ways to support the show. Some people don't like Patreon, and that's okay. Um, over there, we on canarycryradio.com slash support, we have uh, uh, PayPal, where you can sign up for a monthly uh, support option, or you can give in one-time amounts. Um, there's also options for cryptocurrency there, if uh, if you're into that. So please check that out. Gons, do we have any new PayPal producers? We do. Uh, coming in, we have Joseph as a Joseph. producer. Thank, Thank you, Joseph. you very much, Joseph. 
We have Josh also Thank coming in. Thank you very in. much, Josh. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to this person because they have a pretty big recurring monthly support. Lynn. Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you very much, Lynn. Uh, night art, not night, night, not our Dame Lynn. Different Not Lynn. Dame Lynn, yeah. Yeah, different Lynn. Uh, and also William. Thank you, William. For Thank you very much, William. For support. And William actually wrote, a, wrote in a, I'm going to say a poem. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the poem. Are you ready? Ooh, a poem. If you're produ- this is content. He's a producer producing content. I was hoping for a longer rain ambiance. Okay. Uh, street ambiance, maybe. No, I don't like street ambiance. Okay. okay. I, I'm trying to get a little atmosphere going, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be possible here. Here, Night I'll do ambience. one for you. Oh, there, we go. there we go. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. I'm inspired to take flight, not retired in the fight. Donations within sight, steady rotation, God's light. Inquired to make right, Jesus said, knock, you'll be all right. David with the rock, Goliath's big knife, like a missile lock, God told him, good night. Very good. Oops. Woo! Who was that? Was that William? That was William. <laughs> well, William, thank you very much, William, for uh, both your donation and your content. We appreciate you very much. And yes. you out there, everybody listening, you have the opportunity to become a producer of Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash ccnt or uh, patreon.com slash canarycryradio. And one last time, you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary. CryRadio.com slash support. Streams in the desert. Thank you. Uh, uh, Sorry. Streams in the desert in the chat said Canary Cry Catnip. Somebody must have said Canary. (laughs) They're coming up with product lines for us. And Canary Cry Catnip might be. uh, Grow some of that in my backyard here. Oh, boy. Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so thank you to all our producers and uh, just as a reminder um, we also have the canary cry radio uh, round table of knights and dames and we've been uh, knighting and daming producers for four or five or six episodes now um, which is very exciting a little sad to say for today there is no knightings or damings so no new members of the canary cry round table of knights and dames Um, and the canary cry round table is our uh the elite the elite squadron of producers who have uh, uh, supported the show in the amount of $1,000 or more. Um, there are some people working on it, and uh, you you can be one of them. And uh, when you reach the level of $1,000 or more, you will be knighted on the show, much like uh, Sir Tyler, I believe, was was the uh, the most recent night it was let's see what was his name no i forget sir tyler oh we gotta put together a uh a sheet a a list of all of the knights and dames so we know how to properly refer to them 
If you go to canarycryradio.com slash knighthood, if you scroll all the way down, you will see the six knights and dames that we've, oh, really? uh, we've had. Yes. So uh, I'll put fun. that up on the screen here. So yes, we have uh, Dame Island Girl Lynn, Sir Greg of the Five Smooth Stones, Knight of Resilient Truth, Sir Casey, Knight Marshal of the Aether, Sir Jesse, Knight of the Desert, Sir Edward, Knight of the Truth and Marshal for Jesus Christ, and Sir Tyler, Guns Protector of the Cornfields. So there you nice. go. These are our knights and dames. That's o- only right. Only one we dame need- so far, though. Only one more dame. We need the dames to step yeah. up. We yeah. need more dames. Okay. Well, very good. Um, so, yeah, no knights or dames today. But uh, there's always next show, which is this Wednesday. Remember, we do shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. And this Wednesday is no exception. Uh, we'll be doing the show probably around 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock uh, Pacific p.m. Pacific time. So put your calendar, uh, set, set your calendar, set your alarm clock, make sure your notifications are turned on and uh, Wednesday afternoon will be the next show. So stick around for that. Ooh, and we have a visitor Gons. You want to hmm. say hi to our, our little visitor. There oh, he is kitty. Monty three in the house. He's, he came uh, and he jumped up and clawed my leg. Really good. <laughs> we had someone in the last video comment on the youtube channel of course they came in and said uh like the video until the cat ruined the whole thing oh that cute kitten ruined the whole show (laughs) which was like two minutes in (laughs) two minutes in and the cat showed up for 10 seconds (laughs) yeah i don't know people just get triggered for maybe he got attacked by a cat when he was younger or something yeah you you never know he could have had a traumatic experience triggered by a cute kitten you know what i'm triggered by no china welcome to Yes, it's wake-up time. Hey, yo, wake up. Uh, this is Bloomberg Opinion. We're going to get right back into it here. Did you have anything else to say? Sorry, I just kind of moved into it. No, but. you're good. All right. Uh, America and China are entering the dark forest. Uh-oh. I know. The dark forest. I love this picture they have here of, uh, I think it's Chinese military in like sailor outfits. Real quick, before you get too deep into the story, I want to <laughs> yeah. give a shout out to Daddy Fauci in the chat, okay. oh, um, who suggests Canary Cry Cologne smell like oh. the truth. Oh, yeah, it writes itself. <laughs> that is, you know, we just have, we have the best producers. You I guys know. come up with the best ideas for us. The and think tank. The producer the thing think is, tank. The thing is, we're not going to act on it half of those. No, 99% <laughs> of those ideas we will not act on. So if anybody wants to step it up and act yeah. on behalf of us and actually come up with it, we will uh, share revenues. Yes, with create you. So, Canary Cry Cologne and just, you know, send us a check every once in a while. Yeah. You have our permission to use our name. In, yeah. Uh, as long as we get the, the small cut, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, even if we don't, whatever. It's yeah, I don't know. Story if of our life. out there story wants to actually life. take on the task of creating and maintaining Canary Cry merch sales, uh, I would say just go ahead and do it and send us a cut. Uh, <laughs> but send us an email first. Email That'd be first. nice just to know. Because yeah. um, we tried uh, maintaining that whole system and we just can't do it. We're just two guys. 
We are definitely not. So we could use some help. That'd be a great way to get your producership is to help us do that. Yeah. All right. Um, Tell us about the cold war. So uh, entering a dark forest. Here we go. We are in the foothills of a cold war. Those were the words of Henry Kissinger. Mm. When I interviewed him at Bloomberg new economy forum in Beijing last month. Do I need to read any more of this article? <laughs> Henry Kissinger saying we're in the footholds of a cold war at the speaking to Bloomberg at the new economy forum in Beijing last November. The observation in itself was not wholly startling. It had seemed obvious to me since early last year that the, uh, that a new cold war between the U S and China had begun. This insight wasn't just based on interviews with elder statesmen counter counterintuitive as it may seem, I had picked up the idea from binge reading Chinese science fiction. Ooh, this guy's so awesome. First, the history. What had started out as, uh, or started out in early 2018 as a trade war over tariffs and intellectual property theft had by the end of the year metamorphosis, metamorph, what? Metamorphosized. uh, That's what I thought, but it says metamorphosed, metamorphosed into a technology war over the global dominance of the Chinese company Huawei Technologies Co. in 5G network telecommunications, an ideological confrontation in response to Beijing's treatment of the Uyghur minority in China's Xinjiang region Mm. and the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong and an escalation of old frictions over Taiwan and the South China Sea. Nevertheless, Mm. nevertheless, for Kissinger, of all people, to acknowledge that we are in the opening phase of Cold War II was remarkable. Really? I don't think it was. But maybe for this guy here. Since his first secret visit to Beijing in 1971, Kissinger has been the master builder of that policy of U.S.-Chinese engagement, which, for 45 years, was a leitmotif of U.S. foreign policy. Uh, It fundamentally altered the balance of power at the midpoint of the Cold War to the disadvantage of the Soviet Union. It created the geopolitical conditions for China's Industrial Revolution, the biggest and fastest in history. And it led after China's ascension to the World Trade Organization to that extraordinary financial symbiosis, uh, which Moritz Schularik and I christened Chimerica in 2007. How did relations between Beijing and Washington sour so quickly that even Kissinger now speaks of Cold War? The conventional answer to that question is that President Donald Trump has swung like a wrecking ball into the liberal international order. Oh, and that Cold War too. <laughs> and that Cold War II is only one of the adverse consequences of his America first strategy. Yet that view attaches too much importance to the change in U.S. foreign policy since 2016 and not enough in the change in Chinese foreign policy that came four years earlier when Xi Jinping became general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party. Future historians will discern that the decline and fall of Chimerica began in the wake of the global financial crisis as a new Chinese leader drew the conclusions that there was no longer any need to hide the light of China's ambition under the bushel of Deng Xiaoping had famously recommended. When middle America voted for Trump four years ago, it was partly a backlash against the asymmetric payoffs of engagement and its economic corollary globalization. 
Uh, not only had the economic benefit of Chimerica gone disproportionately to China, not only had it cost, uh, had its costs been borne disproportionately by working class Americans, but now those same Americans saw that their elected leaders in Washington had acted ad, as midwives at the birth of a new strategic superpower, a challenger for global predominance even more formidable because economically stronger than the Soviet Union. Uh, it is not only Kissinger who recognizes that the relationship between Beijing has soured. Orville Schnell, or Shell, another longtime believer in engagement, recently conceded that the approach had foundered, quote, because of the CCP's deep ambivalence about the way engaging in a truly meaningful way might lead to demands for more reform and change and its ultimate demise. Conservative critics of engagement, meanwhile, are eager to dance on its grave, urging that the People's Republic of Economically Quarantined, its role in global supply chains drastically reduced. There is a spring in the step of more xenophobic members of the Trump administration, notably Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Deputy National Advisor Matt Pottinger, and Trade Advisor Peter Navarro. For the past three and a half years, they have been arguing that the single most important thing about Trump's presidency was that he had changed the course of U.S. policy towards China, a shift from engagement to competition spelled out in the 2017 national security strategy. Uh, the events of 2020 would seem to have vindicated them. The COVID-19 pandemic has gone, uh, has done more than intensified Cold War II. It has revealed its existence to those who last year doubted it. The Chinese Communist Party caused this disaster, first by covering up how dangerous this new uh, virus SARS-CoV-2 was, then by delaying the measures that might have prevented its worldwide spread. Yet now China wants to claim the credit for saving the world from the crisis it caused. Liberally exporting cheap and not wholly reliable ventilators, testing kits and face masks, the Chinese government has sought to snatch victory from the jaws of a defeat, uh, jaws of a defeat it inflicted. The deputy director of the Chinese Foreign Ministry's Information Department has gone so far as to endorse a conspiracy theory that the coronavirus originated in the U.S. and retweet an article claiming that an American team had brought the virus with them when they participated in the World Military Games in Wuhan last October. Yeah, tweeting is definitely part of the Cold War here. <laughs> uh, just as implausible Very for Chinese claims. <laughs> super cold. Uh, just as implausible are Chinese claims that the U.S. is somehow behind the recurrent waves of pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. The currently confrontation over uh, the current confrontation over the former British colony status, unambiguously made in China. As Pompeo has said, the new national security law Beijing imposed on Hong Kong last Tuesday effectively destroys the territories, the territories semi-autonomy and tears up the 1984 Sino-British Joint Declaration, which guaranteed that Hong Kong would retain its own legal system for 50 years after its handover to People's Republic in 1997. Uh, this is a long article. Uh, in this context, it is not really surprising that America, American public sentiment towards China had become marked uh, markedly more hawkish since 2017, especially among older voters. China is one of the few subjects these days about which there is genuine bipartisan consensus. There is a sign of the times that Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's campaign clearly intends to portray, portray their man as more hawkish on China than Trump. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton's new memoir is grist, is grist to their mill. 
on Hong Kong, Nancy Pelosi and Democratic Speaker of the House is every bit as indignant as Pompeo, at least in uh, at least publicly. I have urged that the new co- uh, Cold War is both inevitable and desirable, not least because it has jolted the U.S. out of complacency and into an earnest effort not to be surpassed by China in artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and other strategically crucial technologies. Yet there remains in academia specifically or especially significant resistance to my view that we should stop worrying and learn to love Cold War II. This guy wants to love Cold War II. At a forum last week on World Order After COVID-19. Organized by the Kissinger Center of, uh, for Global Affairs at John Hopkins University, Woo! a clear majority of speakers warned of the perils of a new Cold War. Oh. Eric Schmidt, the former, chair, former chairman of Google, argued instead wow. for a quote. It's like the Avengers of the New World Order. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Eric Schmidt, the former chairman of Google, now Alphabet, argued instead for a quote, Rivalry partnership modeled <laughs> rivalry partnership model of co-op edition. Oh my gosh. Great. Typo alert. <laughs> it's not even a typo. It's it's him trying to be like instead of cooperation or competition, it's a co-opetition. Co-op We're cooperating in competition, is what he's trying to say. Wow. In which the two nations would at one uh, at, at once compete and cooperate in the way that Samsung and Apple had done for years, of course. Uh, (laughs) Harvard's Graham Allison, the author of the best-selling Destined for War, Can America and China Escape uh, Thucydides' uh, Thucydides Trap, uh, agreed giving as another example of the 11th century fremnity between the Song Emperor of China and the Liao Kingdom of China's northern border, the pandemic, Allison argued, has made incandescent and uh, incandescent the impossibility of identifying China clearly as either foe or friend. Rivalry partnership may sound complicated, but life is complicated. Quote, the, uh, this continued quote, the establishment of a productive and predictable U.S.-China relationship, wrote John Lipsky, uh, guess a different quote, uh, formerly of the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. Quote, is a sine qua non for uh, strengthening the institutions of global governance. The last Cold War had uh, cast a shadow of a global holocaust for decades, observed James Steinberg, uh, former deputy secretary of state. Quote, what can be done to create a context to limit the rivalry and create space for cooperation? Elizabeth Economy, my colleague at the Hoover Institution, had an answer. Her name is Elizabeth Economy. That is amazing. That is just incredible. Quote, the U.S. and China could partner to address a global challenge, namely climate change. Oh, classic. Tom Wright of the Brookings Institute took a similar line, quote, focusing only on great power competition while ignoring the need for cooperation will not actually give the United States an enduring strategic advantage over China, said the, the Chino communist. It's my little extra commentary there. All this sounds eminently reasonable, apart from one thing. The Chinese Communist Party isn't Samsung, much less the Liao Kingdom. Rather, uh, as was true in Cold War I, especially after 1968, academics tended to be doves rather than hawks. 
Today's proponents of rivalry partnership are overlooking the possibility that Chinese, uh, that the Chinese aren't interested in being frenemies. They know full well this is a Cold War because they started it. To be sure, there are also Chinese scholars who lament the passing of engagement. The economist Yu Yongding recently joined Kevin Gallagher of Boston University to argue for reconciliation between Washington and Beijing. Yet that, yet, that is no longer the official view in Beijing. When I first began talking publicly about Cold War II at conferences last year, I was surprised that no Chinese delegates contradicted me. In September, I asked one of them, the Chinese head of major international institution, why that was. Quote, because I agreed with you, he replied with a smile. As a visiting professor at uh, Tsinghua University in Beijing, I have never for myself the ideological turning of the tide under Z. Academics who study taboo subjects such as the Cultural Revolution find themselves subject to investigations or worse. Those who take a more combative stance towards the West get promoted. Yet, Quiz, uh, what is it, Zhu Zui Tong, Dean of the Institute of International Relations in Tsinghua, recently argued that Cold War II, unlike Cold War I, will be purely technological competition without proxy wars and nuclear brink brinkmanship. Hmm. Yao Yang, Dean of the National School of Development at Peking University, was equally candid in an interview with the Beijing Cultural Review, published on April 28th. Quote, to a certain degree, we already find ourselves uh, in the situation of a new Cold War, he said. There are two basic reasons for this. The first is the need for Western politicians to play the blame game about the origins of the pandemic. The next thing he added is that now Westerners want to make this into a systems question, saying that the reason that China could carry out such drastic control measures in Hubei province is because China is not a democratic society. And this is where the power and capacity to do this came from. This, however, is weak beer compared to uh, compared with the hard stuff uh, regularly served up on Twitter by the pack leader of the wolf warrior diplomats Zhao Lijian. The Hong Kong Authority Act, uh, quote, the Hong Kong Autonomy Act passed by the U.S. Senate is nothing but a piece of scrap paper. He tweeted on Monday. In response to the congressional retaliation against China's new Hong Kong security law, by his standard, this was under uh, this was understatement. Uh, the tone of the official Chinese communique, communique released after Pompeo's June 17 meeting in Hawaii with Yang Jiechi, the director of the Communist Party's official or uh, office of foreign affairs, was vintage Cold War on the persecution of the Uyghurs. For example, it called on, quote, the U.S. side to respect China's counterterrorism and de-radicalization efforts, uh, stop applying double standards on counterterrorism issues, and stop using Xinjiang-related issues as a pretext to interfere in China's international affairs. Uh, and this old shrillness, so reminiscent of the Mao Zedong era, is now reserved for the U.S. alone. The Chinese government lashed out at any country that had the uh, temerity to criticize it from Australia, quote, gumstruck to the bottom of China's shoe, according to the editor of the party-controlled Global Times in India to the UK. Those who hope to revive engagement or at least establish, fr establish frenemy with Beijing underestimate the influence of Wang Huning, a member of the 2017 of the Standing Committee of the Poly uh, Polit uh, Politubro, 
the most powerful body in China and Xi's most influential advisor. Back in August 1998, Wang spent six months in the U.S. as a visiting scholar traveling to more than 30 cities and nearly 20 universities. His account of that trip, quote, America against America, published in 1991, is a critique and uh, places scathing of American democracy, capitalism, and culture. Racial division features prominently in the third chapter, which really makes sense of what we're dealing with here now. Uh, yet the book has done the most to educate me about how China views America and the world today. As I said, not a political text, but a work of science fiction. The Dark Forest was... Uh, Liu Cixing's 2008 sequel to the hugely successful three-body problem. It would be hard to overstate Liu's influence on contemporary China. He is revered by the Shenzhen and Hangzhou tech companies and was officially endorsed as one of the faces of 21st century Chinese creativity by none other, no, none other than Wang Hining, or Huning. The Dark Forest which continues the story of the invasion of Earth by the ruthless and technologically superior Trisolarans introduces Liu's three axioms for cosmic sociology. First, survival of the primary need of civilization. Second, civilization continuously grows and expands, but the total matter in the universe remains constant. Third, chain of suspicion and the risk of technological explosion in another civilization mean that in space there can only be the law of the jungle. In the words of the book hero Lu Jing, uh, quote, the universe is a dark forest. Every civilization is an armed hunter stalking through the trees like a ghost, trying to tread uh, without sound. The hunter has to be careful because everywhere in the forest are stealthy hunters like him. Wow. In this his uh, article keeps dipping in. It's hard to follow. It dips. It goes uh, it from dips into, yeah. geopolitics and then dips into metaphor. Science fiction metaphor. Yeah. yeah. If he finds other life, another hunter, an angel or demon, a delicate infant or a tottering old man, a fairy or a demigod, there's only one thing he can do. Open fire and eliminate them. Uh -oh. In this forest, hell is other people. Ooh. Any life that exposes its own existence will be swift, uh, swiftly wiped out. Kissinger is often thought, in my view wrongly, as the supreme American uh, exponent of real politique. But this is something much harsher than realism. It is intergalactic Darwinism. Of course, you may say it's just sci-fi. Yes, but the Dark Forest gives us an insight into something we think too little about, how Z's China thinks. It's not up to us whether or not we have a Cold War with China, if China has already declared Cold War on us. Not only are we in the foothills of that new Cold War, those foothills are also impenetrably covered in dark forest, in a dark forest of China's devising. Ooh. Well, that was long, but I yeah, think it's... Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it was. It was that. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, long story short is, you know, they're, they're explaining the, the history and the historicity of the actual kind of Cold War that we're having with China, an economic Cold War that uh, actually China is leading in, it sounds like. Well, yeah, that they're actually, it's kind of hard to say, well, yeah, you can't have a cooperation or any kind of diplomacy when, you know, China's already in that offensive state of starting this Cold War with the United States. Yeah. The, uh, I, I would say it's a, uh, it's been an infl like I mentioned in the last episode, it's been an infiltration, a long-term infiltration. Right. And uh, it's almost like we just, with the Trump presidency, you know, a lot of Americans started to do something about it. And so, we're, you know, we're pretty late on the uptick. You know, we're, we're behind on the 
on the uh, I don't know on the counter move, so to speak. Well, um, and you know, it's it's a matter of convenience. You know, China has made a lot of things more convenient for the average person in America, and that's what's given them so much power. And they know it, and yeah. they want to use it, and that's kind of the problem. the The battle that Americans are fighting now, you know, and this stretches out to Amazon and yeah. you know all the tech companies, even as far as Google and uh, Apple and Android smartphone companies, things like that. It's all a matter of convenience, you know. It's they created. Uh, platforms whether it be hardware or search engines or you know shopping platforms that are too convenient for americans to choose any other option and with every convenient option that we choose we give more power to foreign powers so it really is a self-defeating thing that was another conversation that i was having with uh, the normies over the weekend was you know yeah it's not that cool that jeff bezos is uh you know so rich and has to ask for donations to pay, pay his employees, but it's because he created uh, a, such a convenient shopping, you know, platform that we do it to ourselves. We, we it's a self-destructive uh, drive that we as Americans, and I would say, just sort of commercialism, commercialism, and um consumerism in general is i want the most for the cheapest at the most convenient and we're in a place where that attitude has given a lot of power to foreign powers and of course those foreign powers are going to wield it and uh, use it to take more control and that's where we're at with china so yeah you know it's it's about little small you know we can put as many guillotines outside of jeff bezos's house as we want but with every choice Every convenient choice we make, each individual citizen of the United States is handing power over to other countries. And so yeah. that's where the, the real change needs to happen before anything else can happen. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. For okay. Sure. Well, let's uh, talk about some more Chinese news, baby. Welcome to Chinese News. Okie dokie. I'm uh, over here at the Hindustan Times. Hindustan Times. That reports, uh, I think it's an Indian outlet here. And they report, China reports suspected case of Black Death Plague. Ah. All you need to know. That's right. (laughs) 2020 continues. Remember, it's still 2020, folks. Anything can happen. Authorities in the city of China's Inner Mongolia issued a warning on Sunday, a day after a hospital reported a case of suspected bubonic plague oh my gosh yes the real deal finally a a real pandemic we can sink our teeth into (laughs) serious sunday's warning follows four reported cases of plague in people from inner mongolia last november including two of the deadlier variant of the plague pneumonic plague New, yeah, mm. pneumonic plague. The bubonic plague, known as the Black Death in the Middle Ages, is a highly infectious and often fatal disease that is spread mostly by rodents. You know, I wonder. I wonder you, if we're going to cancel that phrase. You know, like, what, hey, no, 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 it's not. A, it's not the, oh, black, the death. black Death. Yeah, oh, geez. It's, uh, something else. You know, and we didn't have any stories. We'll get some stories on Wednesday about the uh, black militias rising up. Very interesting right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. You know, this it is 2020, and the reason I'm putting this in here is because 
<laughs> I don't know if I want to go on record or not, but this is how we read the big, the first coronavirus yeah. articles in China. Oh my gosh, of course they have a disease over there. It'll never come here. And so now I'm reading this about the bubonic plague in China. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly what we need. Uh, continuing, uh, plague is an infectious disease caused by Yersinia pests, uh, per pestis, a zoonotic bacteria usually found in small mammals and other and their fleas, says the World Health Organization. People can contract plague if they are bitten by infected fleas and develop bubonic form of plague. Um, and I actually just learned recently the bubonic term. Uh, has to do with little little clusters of bacteria, like little uh, almost like little tumors, kind of. Hmm. Um, so are these genetically can... modified nephilim fleas too? <laughs> no, they Bio were they were fresh, organic, uh, interdimensional nephilim fleas. Oh. These were not. Uh, wow. You know, this these didn't come from CERN. They came straight from the pit. Oh, uh, people okay. can contract plague if they are bitten by infected fleas and develop the bubonic form of plague. Sometimes bubonic plague progresses to pneumonic plague uh, when the bacteria reaches the lungs. According to WHO, bubonic plague is the most common form of plague and is caused by the bite of an infected flea. It says plague bacillus. Uh, y pestis enters at the bite and travels through a lymphatic system to the nearest lymph node where it replicates itself. The lymph node uh, then becomes inflamed, tense, and painful and is called bubo. Um, another fun thing about bubonic plague, uh, the fleas suffer as well. So the fleas get this bacteria and then they they bite into you and they try sucking your blood so bad, but all their guts are clogged up with this bacteria gunk. Um, and so they can't swallow your blood. And so they, they, they puke into you and go off and look for something else to eat. They eventually die, Yikes. but it's tick puke um, that causes plague. Uh, just trying to show off how much I know about plague. <laughs> yeah, you read a textbook. Before. I did. I, yes, well, I alive, recently, apparently. actually, strangely, uh, un, <laughs> unrelated to this story, I was learning about plague. At advanced stages of the infection, the inflamed lymph nodes can turn into open sores filled with pus. Human-to-human -human transmission of bubonic plague is rare. A bubonic plague is the most common form of the plague, but cannot be easily transmitted between people. Some people with bubonic plague will develop pneumonic plague. Pneumonic plague, or lung Lung-based plague is the most virulent form of plague and has an incubation period as short as 24 hours. A person with pneumonic plague may transmit the disease to others through coughing via droplets. Ah, it's plague, not the bubonic plague that we're scared of. It's no, the pneumonic it's the one. the pneumonic plague yeah. you gotta watch out for. Bubonic plague has a mortality rate of 30 to 60%, while the pneumonic form is fatal in the absence of treatment. Both types have good recovery rates if people are treated in time. Pneumonic plague plague, if not diagnosed and treated early, can be fatal. However, recovery rates are high if detected and treated in time within 24 hours of the onset of symptoms. Um, you know, and then they just kind of talk more above the technical details of this plague. How are people infected? Can there be human to human? What are the symptoms? How is plague treated? Can dead bodies spread plague? When has this happened in the past? We all know the answers to all that. Um, there are 3,248 cases worldwide, leading to 584 deaths, a fatality rate of 18% between 2010 and 2015, according to the WHO. 
So right now, coronavirus is sitting at 0.6%. Point, sorry. Yeah, 0.6% last time I checked. Um, if you the, believe uh, the numbers. Yeah. Well, of course, those numbers are always changing, too. But still, 0.6 is fairly benign. Uh, as far in comparison to this bubonic plague, which is 18% death. Um, so there you go. I don't know. You heard it here first, folks. Don't be surprised if we start hearing about bubonic plague coming across. Uh, it's it's going to push the, the, the shutdown, the masks, the whole deal even more. Cause it says here that, uh, uh, where was it? it? Had something to inhalation in uh, transmission is possible through the inhalation of infected respiratory droplets of a person. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, wear your masks. Wear your masks. Yeah. Wear the masks. All right. Yeah, tell me about right. the uh, Chinese banks. Welcome to Chinese shows. One hundred billion dollars. I don't have any money. <laughs> Uh, if the bubonic plague and the Cold War II isn't enough, finance.yahoo.com, China province orders new checks on big cash transactions after bank runs. China mm. has launched a pilot program in the northern province of Hebei, requiring the public to apply for approval if they plan to make large cash deposits or withdrawals at commercial banks. Wow. Regu- <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The regulation comes after a series of bank runs in the past year at debt-laden small lenders. It has an unprecedented pandemic-related economic contraction starts to take a toll. Uh, from July 1st, residents in the province will need to provide information about the source of deposits from the purpose of withdrawals for transactions over 100,000 yuan. That's $14,000 for individuals uh, and 500,000 yuan for corporations. The state-backed China Securities Journal reported last week, applicants will have to give one day's notice to the bank to make a withdrawal of this size or larger and gain the branch's approval of the registration information, the report says. Um, and it kind of just gets into it here. The regulation mainly targeted transactions conducted with physical cash through quick self-service deposits uh, and withdrawal equipment that avoided monitoring the journal reported. But uh, yeah, that's uh run on the banks, baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about the mark of the beast and how it's uh you can't buy or sell without the mark. Yeah. This is getting close when banks require you to have a uh, approval process to access or to use your yeah, money. You have to put in an application to withdraw <laughs> yeah. money from your bank. And this is your own money, your hard earned money. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, it is one way to get around this type of thing. I'm not saying that it's a solution, but it's, mm. it is one way to, to move your money around and to store its value and whatnot. So that's, uh, you know, if it wasn't enough with all this other stuff in China, now you got people in China uh, cracking down on this stuff. There's another, uh, just real quickly, asianike.com. China targets 38 bank shareholders in industry fraud crackdown. And um, you got to subscribe to this article, Aria, so I won't. But investors accused of improper lending and fund diversion as loan books weaken. And uh, this is yeah, <laughs> great. All during uh, the, I think the Chinese stock markets were pumping today. So people trying to get out. Exit, exit scam, maybe. In China, too. As they Bitcoin print more to money. the moon, baby. I know. 
All right, uh, Gons. This is a I really think... long live stream. <laughs> yeah, really no, no. Time. Well, we're we're gotta getting get ready. We gotta we gotta put out the landing gear here. I know. And there's no better way to do that than with a Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. This is uh, CBR.com. Winona Yarp, where we left the demon killer and her allies. Do you know about Winona Yarp? <laughs> I think it's Erp, but no. Yarp, Yarp. I, I don't know about Winona Erp. Okay. Well, it's E-A-R-P, so ear and then <laughs> Yarp. Okay. Winona Earp's third season was full of twists and turns, and even vic- or every victory demanded tremendous sacrifice. Each main player in the series dealt with their own bit of trauma, leaving their mindsets going into season four a bit all over the place. So, with Winona Earp returning to its fourth season at the end of July, it's time for a brief recap of where the third season left the main characters oh, no, of this sci-fi series. What now? I said I don't want it. Okay, well, I won't go through the whole deal here. We'll just get to the main point here. Winona lost the treasured family gun, but managed to emerge as a victor, claiming the title of Savior of Heaven. Oh, no. Dying, Winona. <laughs> dying Bushler poisoned Winona, yet she got a second chance at life when Doc intervened. Her victory over the enemies was short-lived, and she was left with no sister. Her closest friend left on a quest to save Waverly, and Winona herself has a mysteriously empty town to deal with. Oh basically, oh, wait, where's the... Uh, Oh, hold on. There's more here. Uh, basically, the season finale took away everything that gentled Winona's edge and left her with anger and single-minded drive, which might spell a rough start to the upcoming season. And uh, where's the main part here? I'm trying to find the main the main line. Hold on, I gotta do a word Control search. Control ah, ah, No. No. Sorry. <laughs> here it is. But not all went according to plan, and the father-daughter reunion was cut short, and Waverly had to witness her father dying again. However, this spurred her to embrace her destiny as a Nephilim. Oh, there it is. And name Winona as the savior who can wield the flaming sword. Uh Uh-oh. The cooperation between sisters uh, killed Bullshar, but Waverly was taken by a plant-like being as she pleads for her sister to save her, ending the Caesar, uh, season in dire note. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Sounds yeah, like so Nephilim are becoming a, a common TV trope nowadays. Well, just any science fiction is uh, mm. Nephilim and also Savior of Heaven. Yeah, they're not as uh, like creative as they used to be. Not creative and definitely not subtle. Yeah. With their, uh, All right, folks. Well, there you tropes. go. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Right, this was kind of yeah. a long one. So remember, yeah. now here's the thing. I saw some people came in late. If you want to catch the rest of the show, you can always rewatch the stream um, on Canary Cry Radio YouTube, Face Like the Sun YouTube, or twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. But remember, we put out the podcast version, which is audio only, and uh, you get that crystal clear, non-interrupted sound quality. And the best way to do that is to just search for Canary Cry News talk on any podcatcher um i think we're on almost all of them um and uh it's a great way to go subscribe it's always there even if the live stream 
you know, if there's a if there's a live stream emergency or we finally get kicked off of everything, uh, you can always find the podcast version on your podcatcher. So make sure to do that. And remember, we're going to be back on Wednesday, somewhere in the afternoon, probably around 1 p.m. PST. Um, so make sure to turn on your notifications on Twitch or YouTube or wherever you're watching. And that's a great way to catch the show. Don't miss it because we're going to be doing a full show that day and it's going to be great. Um, and now, remember, you can also become a producer. You know, this last uh, uh, this show, we had quite a stretch in between two episodes, so we had a nice chance to, um, you know, let some producers roll in. But if you are not yet a producer of the show, please consider uh, supporting the show. It's a value-in, value-out proposition. We do not sell your attention for ads. We don't believe in participating in that brainwashing exercise. However, we have gotten a lot of opportunities in the past, but nay, we uh, believe in our uh, listeners to become producers and uh, take part in the creation of this show. So that could be you get some ownership and you can, you know, put it on your LinkedIn or something that you're a producer for a pod for this, the yeah. best podcast you've you get ever credits heard. on your CV. Yeah, put it on your CV. There you go. We'll, we'll vouch, vouch for you, for you especially yep. if you're on uh, in, in the Knights and Dames list. You're on the website, so you can just uh, give people the link there. So to in order to do that, remember us at patreon.com slash ccnt. That's patreon.com slash ccnt. But if you don't like Patreon, you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support. That's right. And there you can sign up with PayPal, do a recurring uh, support amount. Or if commitment's not your thing, just do a one time. Uh, I keep trying to say don't <laughs> I'm trying not to say donation, but a, a one time uh, producership as well um, over there, as well as cryptocurrency. It's a good time. Yeah. We got all everything you want to do. Which, by the way, I totally forgot to mention during that last segment when we uh, went over the producers uh, that we somebody sent us some Dash Ooh. tokens. Thank you very uh, much for the Dash tokens. 0. 0.06 Dash. Okay. Thank you the very privacy much. Coin. And of yeah. course, uh, cryptocurrency donations are anonymous unless you send us an email. Um, so keep that in mind. But uh, thank you very much. Remember us. Uh, we'll be back in two days, folks. So you got two days to jump on the producer list there. And uh, there's other ways to support the show. One of them is by leaving ratings and reviews. That's uh, it's It's sort of understated. Um, a lot of people don't really fully grasp how helpful it is to leave ratings and reviews. Um, ah, shoot. I keep talking about how I'm going to read. There's some really great, funny reviews that I want to read on the show. We'll save it for next show. Dang it. Sorry. Okay. Um, but leave a rating and a review on a Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. And that helps tell the algos uh, to share the show with other people. And even more so, a great way to support the show is just to uh, tell your friends and family about it. You got uh, family, you got friends, they're starting to wake up, they're starting to see that things are not adding up in the world. And a great way to uh, help them through that process is to simply send them an episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Word of mouth is a great way uh, to A spread the show, grow the show, but B, you know, give people an introduction into uh, what's going on in the world, show them that they're not alone and that, uh, you know, in our case, 
everything we talk about is in the mainstream media. All it takes is uh, reading it, having it presented to you, and analyzed live here on the show. So uh, go ahead and share an episode with somebody. Uh, And here's the thing. What we do is we call that rattling somebody's cage. And here's how you do it. You'll walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? That's right. And remember, you can also become a producer of the show by creating pieces of artwork, uh, whether that be, you know, we've got comic book covers, we've got illustrations, something that's related to the show uh, or the topics that we talk about. You can send that artwork uh, to canarycryradio at gmail.com. You can also help out by creating jingles and songs. Uh, We got some great songs at the end with the Canary Cry mixtape, so stick around, listen to that. And uh, jingles, uh, if you are a sound person, you can do a little bit of editing, you're uh, you're creative, make a jingle for something we talk about on the show. And again, send those to canarycryradio at gmail.com. We'll play them on the show, give a shout out some producer credits for you okay everybody remember we will be back this wednesday make sure to tune in but until then remember to think outside the cage I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. You are entering a dimension of sound. You carefully come in through the threshold with wonder, yet skepticism. You see the faint shape of an outline of a robot arm petting a cat. You faintly hear the haunting sounds of a man playing a tambourine. The sound augments into two men playing with a soundboard. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Stay a while and listen. And now, where Nephilim news meets biblical views, you'll find broken memes and shattered dreams. Give it up for Basil and God. In the future, humans will be confined in a people zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and
Invite fewer people to be born.